What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to Pogo City Radio. I'm your host, Andrew Bedlam. I got my right-hand man, $4 Sean, drinking a 40 here with me. And we got Jason from Hostel City Oi in the back talking about CY Fest, plus bands we love and you hate. Before we get there, though, we're going to rock out with a Charged Records band. I love them coming out of Chicago. Here's the fucking street rap. Yes, didn't mean to play Teenage Time Bomb, though. That's How a good song. How the fuck you guys well. doing? I may have f***ed up here. How else would we start off a pogo show? I fucking love that song. We were talking I about love that it song too. recently, when my, oh, years ago, when my old neighbor's baby hears blasting through the window, my mom was pissed. We ain't no fucking rock stars in the baby. Fucking rock stars! Oh, God. <laughs> fucking hilarious. But how the fuck you people doing? Hope you had a good week. Not myself. 
had a pretty damn good week for the most part. Uh, I'm alive. I'm here. You motherfuckers are here. Sean's here with that fucking 40. We got Jason in the back. Been a, been a minute since you've been here. How the fuck are you doing, Jason? I'm doing great. It has been a while. It's been, uh, shit, it's been months. Uh, I'm gonna keep talking. I'm gonna keep bit. talking. I'm gonna get you a different microphone, but yeah, okay. So uh, yeah, Jason, you were just at CY Fest this weekend, right? Oh yeah, C- CY Fest was a blast. Um, you know, we got there. We got there Thursday. Ooh. Hello. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, we got there Thursday and uh, went out to. Hello. Yeah, you're good. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, went out to Pasadena to see Unwanted Noise, Bad Nasty, Noxious, Destructive Punks, and uh, a band called Badass. Uh, start to finish, great night on Thursday. Uh, I'll be honest, I, I hadn't heard of Badass before. Uh, it's like it's like a husband and wife, husband and wife singing. Um, kind of like the War Lovers. Uh, a little yeah, bit, Jamie, little bit yeah. like the War Lovers then. Uh, in that context, yeah. Yeah, but not right. in sound. <laughs> Only no, in that no, context. No, uh, but they were really good. They started off the night, and it just, you know, it was a great night. Where Where are they from? Do you know? Uh, they're from California. They're from out. They're from out in L.A. Uh, you know, Brittany. Brittany Moore. Yes. Yeah. She listens to the show. Yes. Yeah. Brittany, That's the only yes. way I know her. Yeah. So Brittany plays bass in Badass. Oh, cool. Okay. okay. I nice. saw pictures of her. Was that like her first show or something? I feel I, like I think it was. I think her I first saw show. a post where she said like, "Not bad for my first show." Brittany. Brittany listens to Charlie. She. She did. Yeah. I, hope yeah, she's I still always listen. see her in the live. Hope she's and all still that. listening. And I know when Renee was there last, she found Renee and told her to make sure she said, "Fuck ourselves." I was yeah, just yeah, saying, What's yeah. Up? But it was the fuck ourselves. <laughs> yeah. She said, "Make sure you tell Andrew and Sean." Fuck you, or something like that. Um, so Thursday night was killer, and then Friday night. Whoops. Then Friday night was the uh, the pre CY fest, pre party, uh, which was also killer. Uh, Criminal Outfit started off the night. Uh, hadn't seen them. They don't. I, I don't think they've been out east. Uh, I know. Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with them. I'm not. I'm not either. Uh, Whole Hog was up next. Oh, that's cool. Rotten Stitches. They were on Whole that. Uh, Whole Hog was. I mean, uh, they're Whole Hog was on the burn. The, the that's what burn, I was trying to America say. is burning comp. That's, that's, what I was trying to that's say. where I first heard of them. Dismantled. I heard of them yes. before that, but that was the first thing I had with them on there. I seen them on like Instagram. I think we checked them out on like YouTube too or something. Um, they, they were good. Uh, and shout out to Kurt. You mentioned Dismantled. Kurt actually uh, just was just responding to him. He's listening live. Hey, what's uh, up, Kurt? Was Kurt at CY Fest? No, he was not. He was not. He, uh, he started bad. out on the Road to Mayhem tour. I think that I think that's what the tour was. So called. he's just doing his own thing then. Yeah, yeah. He went he went back, uh, unfortunately. But so also at that pre CY Fest, Naked Aggression played, the Devotchkas played. Oh, I saw uh, pictures so. from the Devotchkas. Yeah. Wait, so did the Devotchkas also play the, the full fest? They did. I was just saying, because that looked big for a pre-show, but I guess that was the... So, so they did, a couple of the bands did, actually. Who Killed Spiky Jacket played the, pre, the pre-show the pre and the main show. Uh, the, the Erections did, Monster Squad did, yeah. The Casualties. Fucking love Monster Squad. We got that limited tape over there they did. Uh, First tape I ever bought in my life. Monster Squad was so good. Both Fucking nights, love Monster Squad. Nights. I've Hell said yeah. this before, dude. When that Strength Through Pain ca- album came out, and we were all obsessed with Charged Records, and we were so pumped for it. Dude, I heard that album. It blew me away. I thought it was going to be like another, like, Punk's Not Dead. And, like, I mean, I just thought it sounded great, dude. I, I loved everything about it. The drums were so tight. They sounded so good. I remember when I saw him on the Punk's Unite tour at the Cricket Club. 
in Irvington, and fucking, uh, we, uh, it was so great, man, uh, fucking casualties, the LCB, Monster Squad, and so there was a Monster Squad from Jersey, and they used to play at this place, the Chrome, but they, like, sucked, and they were, like, a Misfits ripoff, and, like, not, I wasn't into them, and, like, they purpose, maybe it wasn't them, but someone purposely went there and, like, threw out a ton of this other band's flyers. And uh, what's the singer's name? Pete? Or what is this? Monster Squad? Uh, Phil. 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 I knew it was a P. But, uh, yeah, he was on stage like, what the fuck? He went on a rant about it. It was fucking cool, especially because I was, like, 16. And it was the first time I was seeing LCD. And I've, I've told this story before, but it's quick. And hopefully we always have new listeners. But I was only 16. Actually, I was younger because my dad had to drive me. My dad loves the casualties. He might have just been there to be there. But I was either 15 or 16. So my dad's at the bar, and they got, like, a, like a security rail around the bar. So it's, it's real small by the bar. Like, it's just, like, the stools, and then it's a rail, and the rest of the place is all ages. And I'm sitting there, and I end up meeting Ryan Darrenpool and Adam Levchenko for the first time ever yeah. at this show. This is, like, seriously, like, 17 years ago, maybe. Yeah. And fucking I'm talking to them, and I look over, and I'm like, is is my dad sitting next to Bones from LCB right now? And I'm sitting there. I'm like, my dad's sitting there fucking around with Bones from LCB at the bar, and I can't even fucking go over there. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And then the show starts. They're playing, and fucking um, in, like, the middle of the set, my uh, Bones goes, this next one, they had the fill-in drummer because there was, like, a car or somebody was on parole, and they had a fill-in drummer. And he said, this next one's dedicated, he said, to the drummer, he said, but it's also dedicated to my man Andy at the bar, who's an honorary fucking psycho. <laughs> and I was like, is he talking about my fucking dad? <laughs> and he was, because my dad told him Psycho was his favorite song. <laughs> and fucking, yeah, dude, fucking, I was so jealous, but it was awesome, too. It was cool, though, because I got the French release, I eventually sold it, the French release of the worst EP. And it was fucking awesome. It was cool the way the track started off, the worst too. It wasn't like on the album. They were separate recordings of um, Walking Into the Fire and um, whatever the fuck I just said. What did I say the song was called? The Worst. The Worst. The worst. And it was great because they start out with like the outtakes. Like it's like LCB, The Worst, Take Four. And like they count off and like they fuck up. And they're like, come on, guys. All right, LCB, take five. And then they get into it, and they play through the whole song. And then on the last note, they all hit the wrong note. And they go, oh, you hear this producer guy. Like, come on, you almost had that one. And then it ends. It was, it was fucking cool. And uh, the insert was all in, like, French and shit. So it was cool. It was, I think it was Dirty Punk Records. I'm pretty sure they're a French record label. Now, the main reason we are here tonight, well, that's because we like to fuck around and talk about punk rock. But the, the point of the show kind of in the same mode as last week's show. I guess last week was bands that we personally have a love-hate relationship with. We all did three. Renee Wasted was here from Blanks. And uh, she, she was in on it. We're going to have Jason in tonight, but we're not doing bands that we have a love-hate relationship with. What we're going to do are bands that we personally love but, like, large chunks of the scene seem to have a problem with. Like, they're a band that can sometimes get shit talked on. Poor, they're polarizing. There you go. Polarizing. Polarizing. Very, very good. Yes. And uh, so that's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, polarizing bands that we like. And, uh, yeah, we're going to go around in a circle. We'll do our three. Go back uh, over to pogocity.com um, or on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify. Go check out last week's episodes. We did. Uh, it was a two-part episode. And uh, I think I had um, 
I had social distortion on my list. I had leftover crack and choking victim as one. And what was my third? I don't remember. What were yours? Mine were uh, the Misfits. Uh, definitely the Misfits. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, um, fuck! I can't. Go remember to the now. podcast. Just go uh, listen yeah. to it. Some, Just go listen to it. Someone said social distortion. That was mine. Yeah, that was mine. That was my number one. But uh, go check it out. Give it a share. We appreciate it. Also, I, I, um. The Unseen oh, was yeah, one of mine. Yes, that was a good and, one. And uh, I can't remember what the third one was. But, but uh, go give us a rating on iTunes if you can. That would be great. Or on Spotify. They do that on Spotify, right? I don't know. Give us a comment, a share, a like. It's all much appreciated. The show is free. You know, all we ask is that people share it out there so it can be heard by more people. We're going to be playing some more tracks, maybe talking a little bit more about CY Fest. We're also going to be talking about some upcoming Philly shows. And why don't we... Talk about some upcoming Philly shows, play a track, and then we'll get to our countdown. All right. All right. Yep. Kick it off, Jason. What we got coming up? Yeah, tomorrow night we have... All uh, by Hostel City Oi. Yep, yep. These these are Hostel City Oi shows. So tomorrow night we have um, Patriot, Duffy's Cut, Please Die, uh, The Revelators. Um, show starts at... Doors are at 7, set the fire. For people who aren't listening live, give a date. Uh, October 1st. And then uh, October 13th, which is a Thursday, we have Lion's Law all the way here from, uh, from France. Uh, wasn't either the Stabs or one side it's supposed to play with them before COVID? I guess it would be the Stabs, right? Wasn't that happening? I'm uh, thinking of something. I don't, I don't, before COVID is such a long time I know, ago. Dude, I don't fucking was, remember I was, that. So we made all those flyers. I made like four flyers. The fucking Chief Sex was coming. And, uh, and all of them just went down the drain. But go on, yep. go on. Yep. Uh, so the Lions Law show on Thursday, October thirteenth, also at the Fire. Um, that will have uh, School Drugs from New Jersey, uh, Please Die from Philly, and uh, a, a new band, the Slads, uh, also from Philly. Did you say the Slags like some slag uh, in a line? Slads, S L A D S. Slads. Okay. Never um, heard of them. Does anybody know what that means, or is that like a term or anything? Oh. I, I don't, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Say it again. The slads. Slads. It? Yeah. Do you, do do they got like some MP3s up somewhere? Do you? Know? Uh, not yet that I've that no. I've heard, but uh, brand new. Uh, Max uh, from Oi from Oi the Boat uh, is in it. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, we're looking forward to that show, and then. Well, give me some November shows. What we got in November? Yeah, I want to hear about, I hear about no- some November shows. Yes, because I'm looking forward to I've one of them. I've been to talk about this for like a year, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> um, so November 11th and November 12th, we're going to have the wheels. Hell uh, yeah. The return of the wheels. All the way from Denver. They're going to they're gonna come and do two nights in Philly. Uh, November 11th will be uh, with Criminal Kids from Chicago. Uh, the Parasitics, obviously one of our favorites. Um, OC Rippers, also another one of them. OC Rippers are oh, good. I love the OC Rippers. Fucking great. We were just talking about them the whole time we were downstairs. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and then uh, Philly o- we're, we're going to have a Philly opener that we're still finalizing. And then on the 12th, uh, it'll be The Wheels, uh, Dark Thoughts. There's one band. I, others. <laughs> there, there's, there's one. Yeah, there. I'll just say others for now. Uh, we're still final, putting some, uh, you know, dotting our I's and crossing our T's. Uh, but lineups, lineups pretty set. Uh, but like I said, it's going to be two awesome nights in Philly uh, with the wheels, and we, you know, we love Tony, Steve, and and Gordy. 
so can't wait to have a blast. Absolutely. I will be at that November 11th show with the wheels. Sean's return. <laughs> my triumphant return to shows. I haven't been to a show since March because I've been uh, fucking uh, dadding it up for the last six months. or Well, not six months, like five months. But, um, so who were you teaching your daughter about this weekend or this week? Who were you listening to? Oh, Vice Squad. Vice Squad. Yes, I was having my daughter listen to Vice Squad, drinking a forty and uh. Not the baby, him. Not yeah. She no, she wasn't drinking a forty. She asked. She asked if I if she could, and I was like, no, you're too young. But uh, <laughs> fucking, um, I will be at that November 11th show with uh, King Kojo. As we call him, he hasn't been on this show in a fucking he's been on a here, long time from but, Voice of Bedlam. Yeah, Voice of Bedlam and, and all that shit. But you uh, recognize him? He's at the show. Uh, come, come, hang out with us and uh, let's have a good time. Yeah, November eleventh, Devin, and it was eleventh and twelfth. Yep, definitely looking forward to them. I was just gonna throw something in. Oh yeah, there's also a show. So you got your Hostel City always show. And what's tomorrow's date again? Uh, October first. October first. Uh, there is also October 1st for you Jersey people. I was going to be at this, but I ain't doing shit this weekend. <laughs> I ain't doing a goddamn motherfucking thing this weekend. I got a busy weekend next weekend. But uh, Broken Heroes are playing. DSU is playing. This is at QXT's in Newark. There's some others, but I know... I, I want to uh, say the OC Rippers. No, ma- no that's a Cata- isn't that a Katasakwa? There is a Katasaka show coming, but what I'm talking about is a QXC. Okay. Uh, Mad Mulligans and uh, Anti-Citizen. Oh, I'm actually. thinking of a U.S. Chaos, Chaos show. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking That's of U.S. The 29th, Chaos. The 29th, I want to say. 29th. Okay. Renee just shared it. It's like yeah. U.S. Chaos and... Uh, 40 Years of Chaos continues. Yeah, yeah. I forget who else is on that bill, but it's in Caddy, uh, October 29th. Um, I don't know the address of the venue, but uh, come check that one out, too. I'm trying to... I might try to go to that one as well. Just go on everybody's Facebooks and Instagrams. Yeah. We got at Hostel City Boy, and and then uh, you might find uh, the information you're looking for. We got at Hostel City Oi Council for uh, Jason, Chris, and the rest of the Philly gang and those shows. Hit us up at Pogo City Radio, all platforms, mostly Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I also have one more uh, Sunday uh, in New York City. I don't remember remember all the details, but you can follow Stomp Out Abuse. It's uh, oh, Jay got a show going. Jay's got a show on Sunday with with Patriot, Drunken Rampage. Oh, Johnny uh, Cray, or no, that's Spencer, not Johnny yep, Cray, right? Yep. Uh, and, and and others. I don't remember who else is playing, but that's on that's on Sunday. Uh, I think I think that starts at five. Uh, but you know, follow Stomp Out Abuse to totally to get more does. And any of you uh, live listeners, you got any shows coming up? Drop them in the comments. I see Kurt. What's up, Mike Blanks? And, Mike's uh, in yes. there. I'm here, sorta. <laughs> What's Probably up, Kurt? Always thinking of Mike Blanks. Hoping to see him soon. I know uh, he'll probably be at that DSU show. But if you guys know of any other shows, drop them in the comments. We appreciate the comments we are getting. Give us a like and a share. We're gonna get a track on, and then we're gonna get to our uh, little list. Not so much a countdown. We're gonna play the OC Rippers, Lyle and Johnny. I just seen a letter that Johnny wrote me sitting back there. I told him one of the last times I seen him, I felt so bad when I was when we when I got the new boards and I was reorganizing the back. I got like an executor's tape in the mail. It was uh, the first shit I ever received because of Pogo was fucking virgins from like Norway or something like that or Denmark. And then the second and third I forget which one was which, was the damn broads and uh, the executors, right? Right. Now, I found a letter holder, what do you call them, an envelope in the back 
And I never noticed there was a letter from Johnny in it. And I never, I just like took the tape, never saw the letter. So I fucking told him, I was like, dude, I just realized I never knew. I didn't even know it came from you, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I feel better. He was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. But uh, yeah, a different band, OC Rippers. Uh, Executor's still playing, but he's in that one too. Now uh, OC Rippers got some shows coming up. I feel like they're playing tomorrow in Jersey. I, I think they're pl- I think they're playing tonight, and then I think they have one on Sunday. Uh, on Sunday in Asbury Park, they're playing with Mala Vista from you know, New York. They are playing Saturday at QXTs. I'm positive. Maybe they're playing all three nights. No. You know, I'm gonna find the flyer because Jess was excited because she wanted to. What's see them. the bet? What's the bet? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they're playing. I just heard it from bet. Take the bet, you fucking pussy. I don't know what you want that Yeah, take the bet. I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Here's the OC Rippers coming off the demo. They got a full-length album as well, better recording quality, but you know me. I love the fucking demo. Here's Never Coming Down, OC Rippers coming out of Jersey. Ah, shit. We're going to have to fix this. All right, all right. I may have fucked up here. What the fuck is going on here, people? I don't know. All right, we got this rocking now. The OC Rippers, and were we responsible and find out if they were on the show tomorrow and look for the flyer? No, we were not. We were not. In our defense, that is a pretty fucking quick song. And also the sound was all fucked up for some reason, and I had to work that. For, I, don't, I just I don't take know. a piss. So I it, it sucks. I, it's, it's both good and bad. I mean, I got a uh, S22 Ultra cell phone, the Samsung, that's like right. the newest note. So it's right. a great phone, but like... It sucks to have to, like, it, it's it's both good and bad to do the show from it. It was much easier on the laptop before Renee and Mike Blanks broke it. But, you know, it was much, <laughs> God much damn easier. it, Mike and Renee. Yo, you remember how many computers we used to have set up up here, son? I do. Half of them don't even work. Like I could three do that. That would be easier. I would. Dude, oh, we had so many. I was so ridiculous. This room isn't even that big. We had everybody with, like, multiple screens and shit. Yeah. It was, yeah. Fucking, it was insane. I remember I brought a laptop over and shit, But too. honestly, dude, it's like we were just fucking around. I mean, 
I had not this exact gear, but gear like this in high school when we were just fucking around. And fucking John told me how to get it into the goddamn computer because I was always recording to like. Don't bring up that recorders. motherfucker's name around me. Forgot about that. Yeah. Don't bring up that and motherfucker's name. Then, uh, then, uh, but I lost my train of thought completely. But equipment, yeah, we just figured out how to do it on the fly. I seriously, I remember I was at work one day, and I I was for the football show and everything. And I'm like, how do you start a podcast? And I just ended up on WikiHow. And by the end of the night, I had a fucking podcast. I, I published it. I had, I had Social Distortion, Mommy's Little Monster, the intro, playing on a Bluetooth. No, playing off the same computer I think I was recording on. It sounded like shit. Used that for an intro. Just talked at the computer. Basically, I had these articles written for this like Giants website. And like I was basically just like riffing them. And I went downstairs and got dinner, and it had 30 plays. And I was like, 30 people listened oh! to this? And it was also in like an hour. But I was like, what? And fuck it. But uh, yeah, but one thing that's cool, it's like, you know, we were just talking, you know, the, the, the Facebook Live thing, you know, that's not really, it, it's fun. But the podcast is where the, 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 the masses are. And it was nice this week because it, it, was, it was nice. Nice little pick me up when uh, Renee. It sucks. The pedal Renee brought bought me the super hard on. It's a uh, hand painted limited edition pedal, handmade. I fucking blew it up. I blew it the fuck up. I got zapped. I turned it on with my finger. It just blew it the fuck up. The transistor probably right. So uh, it's got a lifetime warranty. And I hit up the company and we're going back and forth about getting it fixed and blah 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 blah. And then like. Uh, like a day later or so, I see a late message come through, and it's like, are you the guy from that punk rock podcast? And I was like, oh, shit. And we were like, yeah. So it turns out that I'm trying to think of his name. We'll have to find his band, but they listen to the show. Somebody, at least, from uh, that would be Zvex Effects. Check them out. They are amazing. There's, there's stuff. They have their, like... Um, the the circuitry is the same. The non-hand-painted stuff is a little bit cheaper. It's like 200 but they got these hand-painted pedals. They're all, like, one of a kind. They're gorgeous. You can have them made custom. They're fucking awesome. Go check out ZVEX Effects online. A little pricey, though. But uh, they are awesome. I got one of their pedals, even though I blew it up. But, um, but definitely check them out. And uh, thanks for listening to us. I'm going to have to find his band. I'm going to have to go to the email and check it out. But let's get things moving. I started, Get ready for this. Let's, let's do these lists. I started last week. Why don't we have you go first this week? Now, this okay. is... Polarizing bands that Sean personally loves or at least likes a lot, and lots of people may not. This doesn't mean nobody likes them, but polarizing. They are polarizing their band. And they got to be punked. They're bands that uh, maybe you, you used to love and now you don't because of this, that, and the other thing, yeah. XYZ. They're bands that... Uh, or maybe they're just posers. May maybe that you think they're sellouts. Or maybe you think... <laughs> I didn't, that was a good one. Or maybe you think that they're uh, they're just... They're not... You hate their sound. They're not... Their so sound's you? not punk enough for you. Start telling me about so your first band. My first band... This is going to be my number three. I'm going to go all the way up to one. It's a band that uh, is not... I feel like is the least polarizing of the three that I'm going to talk about. So I mean, a band like that I've seen, order. a band that me and Andrew have seen a bunch of times together. The last time I saw them uh, was uh, downtown, like a fucking five-minute drive from here. 
at uh, Square, uh, One Center Square, whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, a band that's been around for fucking 30 years now. Since like 90. And we used to, everyone used to dye their hair and fucking spike their mohawks because they, they, they made they, me the they teenage made, They made street punk what it is today. And I'm talking about, if you haven't figured it out, it's the casualties. It's the casualties. See, see now, I got to steal it from you. Now, Sean went with this. And and I, I, this is the one I, I got to give him some push and tug here. So why why don't you state your case a little bit more first? Okay, so here's the thing with the casualties. There was, they I mean they've had a million lineup changes. I mean there was a point where uh, George was the only guy from the original lineup left in the band, and then there was those allegations that came out like maybe like five years ago about like stuff, uh, stuff that happened with him. So Possibly, I, po- we don't know. I'm not gonna say he did it. I'm not. I'm not here to point fingers or anything but like it caused that. Drama. But it caused drama in the scene, and it it made everyone kind of look at the casualties in a different light. George's not in the band anymore. A lot of people don't think that the casualties. I I I I for one, the casualties now, just they don't sound like the casualties to me anymore. But that doesn't mean. That I don't still love what they what they are as far as punk rock goes. Because just they are, like GBH they are, they, doesn't sound they, like GBH. Well, the ca- yeah, and the casualties are just they are ninety street punk incarnate. They are they were one of our biggest. They, they, they were they, my biggest. They, they were the biggest. If you if you grew up in the nineties or the early two thousands like me and Andrew did, and uh, Jason, I'm Jason to an extent. He's a little bit older than us, but Got a little decade on us or so. Yeah, yeah but uh, all right, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> uh, the Casualties, they were they were the street punk band of the '90s. They came out of New York City, like that's they, they were just they, so flamboyant. Yeah, and they, they had giant they, they had they drank forties in the street. They had studded jackets. They dyed their hair. They wore combat boots and bondage Hung pants. Hung out on Casualties and co- Corner. And they and they played, they played fucking clubs in, like the gas the, station. Yeah, in New they York. played. They played everywhere. And like in the nineties, like it, it, you, if you missed the Casualties playing playing at like the Cove or something like that, like you, you missed you missed like a great show. And, oh, and the, the reason, and and if you if second time we brought it up today, the the reason. The casualties are polarizing is because of that stuff that may or may not have happened with Jorge. And the, the fact that they're not there is no original members of the casualties left. And they're and not to mention the fact that a lot of people look at them as being the how do I put this? The marquee street punk band out. Like they are like they're they're putting it like they, it, you're gonna get shit talks you're, when you're kind of at the top. They're, they're kind of they're, at the top. They're kind of at the top. Like, yeah. yeah, when it comes to like, especially when 90s. it comes to like punk rock, like underground punk rock, they're they're at the top of the list. And they're still and they're, so busy. They're not like the unseen yeah. who's only playing three and times a year. And, and they're they're still doing it. They're still full time. They haven't changed. They haven't. Here's the other thing. They haven't changed their sound. There's nothing oh, about the. They have, for the punks, the diehards? <laughs> it still sounds like punk, um, street punk to me. It sounds a lot different. It, it sounds like street it's punk. All, it's awesome, but diehards. But they never, they never, but they never became 
something that like they were. Like metal. Weren't. And they, they never, never became, became something that they weren't. They got a little heavier, perhaps. I think really what it is is Jake got a little better at guitar. I think we neglect that sometimes. We look at a band and Are there's you, a member you, in you're it. Getting, you're getting more like technical with it. I'm saying... But let me finish my thought, too. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> there's... There, you get a guy in a band, and it's like they're 16, they're 15, they're just learning how to play. Dude's been playing guitar for like fucking 30 years now. Of course, he's gotten better. And I think that kind of changes. And also, Rick was a very good bass player. So was Johnny Cray, but he wasn't there for that long. And who was it? Mike before that. It feels like before they got to Johnny Cray, the bass player was kind of just dun, 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 dun. But Johnny Cray got all fancy. And then Rick, he, for a good way, but he really did change them because... The, the bass is so out in front, and it's kind of complex and distorted. And it's like, before Rick was there, Jake was younger. And I feel like Jake's playing matured on like the On the Frontline album. On On the Frontline, you start hearing more guitar solos and stuff. And intros that build up, and like things that aren't just power chords. When you're on For the Punks, you're just hearing power chords. And I, I think that goes to a lot of bands. But also, one thing to throw on your... Like, the negatives, not that we see, but that the other people seem to see. Dude, we would also get made fun of by the older, like, hippie college kids punks for be liking the casualties and obviously dressing like them. I mean, honestly, if you saw me when I was 15, I, I looked like a photocopy of Jake. Like, I, yeah. I'm not afraid yeah. to admit it. Right. Like, I looked damn good, too. <laughs> That's why. And But here's, here's the thing with the cat, like, the casualties, like, me, me and you grew up idolizing them. Absolutely. And so, I like, if, it wasn't for, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be sitting here doing this podcast. And you're 100% true. I gotta be honest, if it wasn't for Mike Blanks, we wouldn't be doing this podcast because we did, it came out as like three or four episodes. We got drunk one night and we were like, Sean goes, why aren't we recording this when we were doing the sports podcast? And we throw it up. We knock out like three episodes in one night. We have Mike Blanks on the sports show just because I'm like, we can get Mike Blanks. And fucking because we didn't the, the, the we ne we didn't do the fucking pogo show for like weeks. It was just a one night thing, forgotten. Yeah. And in the interview with Mike, that's also on this channel. In the interview with Mike, he says, "Well, I'm really a fan of your show." And I go, "Oh, you listen to Voice of Bethlehem?" He goes, "Well, this is good, but I mean, what does it have to do show. with the casualties, though?" It has to do with Mike, dude. Stop that. Dude, don't just blatantly interrupt me, my man. So fucking Mike, fucking, see now, see dude, we were telling a story, now I'm lost. And I, have, I have a story. Fucking, hold on. So Mike fucking said he liked this show. And I said, oh, oh, and this is what it has to do with the casualties, by the way, my man. I said, okay, I was what waiting. does this... I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> Bring it, bitch. <laughs> I was like, this is... You, you can't, you're like heckling me right now, dude. <laughs> this is terrible. We could add a good, quick story. I, I am a heckler. Like, yeah, don't. So he said he listened to the show, and then it was literally an audience of one. I was like, Mike Blanks listens to this shit? We're doing the show. You said we wouldn't be doing the show if it wasn't for the casualties. If it wasn't for Mike Blanks saying that, I was like, oh, we did that punk show. What the fuck did we call that? We're doing that now. Yeah, I am not afraid to admit it. <laughs> so is it more I, I Mike Blanks than it is the casualties? Well, no, I'm just, you're, you are being, more philosophically, it's the casualties. Because I wouldn't right. be obsessed with Mike Blanks had I not listened to the casualties. Because got into the casualties, bought the pogo attack, 
found blanks, recognized them from the flyers and shit where I used to live. And I was like, oh. And then Mike talking to us. If Mike, did, we probably would have never did another episode. That was what made me do more episodes. So in a more literal like sense. Of them. Yeah. We're co- this may, I think next week, 600. Oh, shit. Either. Yeah, next week is 600. So, uh, but uh, yeah, so like the, the casualties are like, like more, like I said, like philosophically, like the whole picture. Because we wouldn't they, be all they're punk kinda, without They're kind of like, in my eyes, like the, the Buddha of <laughs> the, the gods of like 90s street punk. Like they, no, you're absolutely right, they, though, especially because they, they're still around full force today. Yes. So Jason, what did you have to say? Yeah, I, hear what Jason I, I, I have one say. point, and then, and then I have to go take a piss. But um, what I will say is that the other reason that they're polarizing is a lot of older fans, um, with with the new with David, the new singer. They also have just have they don't like they don't they don't like change. Right? They don't like the lineup change, right? Right. Also, but but David from Crumb Bums, Starving Wolves, excellent frontman. I know it's not. I know. I know they don't sound the same exactly, but awesome frontman. Yeah, he's he, he's awesome. He, at the last time I saw the casualties, he wanted me. To, he was doing like a stage dive off of like Always. a balcony, oh. and he wanted me to throw his mic up to him. And Always. I don't know if the cord snagged on something, <laughs> but I like threw it, and it only made like halfway up. I can't imagine I that so, ever worked. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. I was like. I felt so stupid. I've, I've been no, I, I, you shouldn't though, Sean, because I feel like that would never in a million. It would be cool, but it would never work because I just feel like he, he gave me the he gave playing, me the mic. He was like, "Dude, come here." He's like, "I'm I'm gonna go up there. I'm gonna go up there, and I'm gonna stage dive off this balcony, and I want you to throw me the mic before I stage dive." And I was like, "Okay," and then I it it there was like a crack, I think, in like this two parts of the stage, and I, I like snagged. and I threw it up, and it it just must. It must have got snagged or something because it literally only made it like half. And I'm I'm not that weak. I'm not that weak where I can't throw a fucking microphone. But I just 10 know feet, when people are like, singing, like it gets snagged on the monitors. And if you're in the crowd, it's probably on somebody's foot's on piece of the thing, or it's taped to the floor, or the fucking asshole bouncers holding it, and you don't fucking notice. But I can't imagine it ever being successful unless it was a wireless mic because I feel like. It's always gonna get snagged, or your arm's gonna hit. Or I was like, so embarrassed, though. I was so embarrassed. I was like, "Fuck! I just fucked up the casualty set." No. Shit. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. So Jason's gone. I'll do uh, one of mine. I am gonna start out with. Um, I'm not going in any specific order because this one would be the biggest if we're going in order. And I feel like this is a uh, low-hanging fruit, easy for me to grab. Uh, I'm sorry, this is one of the most polarizing people in music, period. You should know who I'm talking about already, okay? This is probably the most infamous punk rocker of all time, maybe second to Sid Vicious, just as of people knowing. I know who you're talking about. This man has been on VH1 countdowns in the top 100 most rock and roll moments. That was the first time I ever came across him when I was like, I don't know, 10 watching that shit, right? Okay. And uh, this person had a, sadly, a big impact on a few years of my life, which was not good. And uh, yeah, but I loved this music. And I, I loved, when I say this man, I mean the artist, not perhaps the person, but I'm talking about it, the music. 
And the lyrics were just the absolute worst thing you could say. And I liked that. I liked, there's so many bands. It's like one sounds like this, one sounds like that. You know where I am already. I'm going to keep going. But I'm talking about Mr. Uh, G.G. Allen. Oh, wrong button. That was totally the wrong button. It's also the wrong button. We are wrecked. I'm talking about, they're not labeled anymore. I'm talking about G.G. Allen. And like the first time I heard that intro to the live version of Drink, Fight, and Fuck, which was like the first Gigi song I really heard, I was like, oh, this is perfect. And if I would have heard that song when I was 10, and if I would hear that song for the first time now, it would have the same effect on me. Not even the song. The rant in the beginning of the song, then going into the song. You know what I mean? From like the Hayden and the Nation album. Like, how many people out there like to drink? Which is the button I was looking for. There it is. There it is. So that was like really some of the first Gigi things I ever heard. I saw, I, I posted a meme today, and it was Gigi Allen. And it was like, it was like a girl waiting in the, a, a doorway, and there's like a silhouette of a dude standing in the doorway with like, it looks like a big floppy dick hanging between his legs. And then he turns on the light, and it's Gigi Allen. Shit. And there's the turd hanging out of his ass crack, and he's got his little boner fucking uh. poking out. And it was the funniest. It was the well, funniest thing I've seen in a while. That's uh, the first. So when I get a like live DVD of Gigi, it's like the violating parole tour right after he was out of prison, right? And I put it on, and like a typical like want to antagonize. I'm like, Mom, my DVD player is not working. I gotta pop this in and see if it works. And my whole family's in the living room. I know damn well what I'm doing. <laughs> Gigi, I was out there, dick fighting, grabbing people by the hair, and I remember going. And that's why he's so angry. <laughs> that little fucking penny-sized dick. God damn, the mother <laughs> that motherfucker was angry. Even if that shit was hard, it had to be like a half an inch. You want to talk about a button cock? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. And then for the three days, D.D. Ramones in the band... Didi known for having a huge fucking schlong. Him and Didi pulling their pants down together, comparing, <laughs> and like Gigi's entire dick isn't the size of Didi's head. <laughs> but uh, yes, but uh, it's Gigi though, and it's also from the sake of musician also, and I, for all you people out there hating on me because of of the the shit with the women and the terrible shit in the lyrics and it is terrible some of it but i also i don't believe that in the slightest like for example like Gigi Allen, uh, what is it, like Sister Sodomy, he's like, up the back door, bitch, into your anal cavity, your ass is my fuck, only death is our reality. He's talking about, like, ass raping his dead sister. But Gigi Allen doesn't have a sister, so he obviously didn't ass rape his dead sister. That's my point. Just like, I never, it's like, well, because Gigi does it too much, but like, fuck it, not too, but for people, but like, Danzig definitely says he raped your mother. And he doesn't care as long as she's spread. But nobody, like, that's, but, but nobody, nobody gets yeah. a shit about that. And he that. killed your baby, and he doesn't care as long as it's dead. Right. You know, I mean, that's all that. And I, you know, I do when it comes to like the the like the 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 the, the, the like uh, Boston, like where I'm beating a woman to death with a log in the woods. Like that didn't happen. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like so, but so 
just the fact, but then, so he comes out and there's the jammers, and it's some of my favorite music, like classies, it comes out in 80, but like classic 70s rock and roll, punk rock, like Wayne Kramer type licks and shit, and then it's like you get to like the New York super scum and the scum fucks, and it's like punk rock, like punk, like straight up American punk rock. And then you get to the fucking AIDS Brigade, which is by far hit one of his most controversial, but best sounding records. Only three tracks on it. Expose Yourself, Gypsy Motherfucker, and Hanging Out with Jim. And it, the clarity is so clear. The guitar solos and Hanging Out and Jim are so fucking great. And then boom, country album. Straight up, redneck, knee slapping country doing like these quasi covers where he's changing the lyrics to like Hank Williams Jr. and Warren Zevon with Carmelita and then boom, murder junkies, noise, trash, terrible. As far as a philosopher, a poet, all prison did was allow me time to reload my gun. Like, fuck yes, recording albums over the, pr over the phone in prison on the legalized murder album. And it sounds fucking terrible, but it's fucking awesome. Releasing unreleased tracks of him playing on an out-of-tune shitty guitar on a tape recorder, singing about killing himself and using it for bail money when you release it. And then going on the violating parole tour when you get out of state prison. And then John Wayne Gacy draws your fucking hated album cover. Like, what, like, like, no, that was definitely up 16-year-old Andrew's alley. Like, that was, that was definitely, and he is polarizing for the most obvious Gigi Allen is, is polarizing for, in my mind, one reason. One reason. It's his lyrics. The lyrics, well, yeah, okay. the, lyri the lyrics, the lyric, like, he's talking about expose, your, expose, your, expose yeah. yourself to kids and this, that, and the other thing. That's the line that goes but, too like, far. Nobody would care about anything else. And it's, it is, that is a line that's too far in real, like, so, but it, that's, that's really what it is. That's what it is. I don't believe Gigi Allen was actually, like, a rapist, a rapist yeah, or, a, chi or a child molester. Um, Especially, I know too many people he, who I mean, they're, him, they're, they're they, they, you see footage of him, like, doing things on Being stage. Being a normal person, too. Doing things on stage and shit like that, like, I, I've seen him, like, grab women's heads and stuff like that, but, like, I don't believe he was actually, like, this fucking monster that he made himself out to be. And also, I'm sorry, it's not like people at the show are like some business worker who doesn't know what they're into. It's a punk rock chick who knows who Gigi Allen is. And yes. if she's standing by the front, she, I, I would imagine, if I was standing by the front, like I'm, I'm going to imagine I'm going to get hit. I'm, I'm at a Gigi I'm show. I'm expecting something. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, uh, Jason, what do you have to say? Don't cut me off, motherfucker! God damn it. <laughs> like, I just want to hear from Jason. Right, you don't run a fucking show. <laughs> what do you want to say? Oh, I mean, I didn't have much to say, to be to be brutally honest. I had plenty to say. I know, but <laughs> I right, mean, that, that's that's normal. That's but that's normal. We know. We know. Okay. Uh, this is a talk show. From, like, from, from, like from my point of view, I I, I guess over the top. Like yeah. I, I just I yeah, I well, feel like it's over the top, and for me that I check out when things are over. See, that's just what it is. It is a little, your point, to take it even further, I don't care about this, but I feel like Gigi Allen personally would. I enjoy Guar. I think they're funny. I think they're cool. I think they're silly. He hated Guar because they were fake. That being said, it's like, mm, you kind of are too. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I understand you are a drug addict, and I understand, like, these sad 
like lyrics about being poor and all that's real, but you didn't murder that woman in Boston. You yeah. made a song about a girl you don't like. And in all actuality, isn't that good? Isn't that isn't 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 it better to not kill the person and write a lyric about it? I, I'm pretty sure. Can that, we agree on that? I, I feel I'm like sure, he had. The, go ahead, Jason. I'm pretty sure expressing yourself through art is better than killing someone. Exactly. He, he wanted to kill that bitch. Exactly. But did he? No. No. Exactly. No, I don't believe he did. And and I had actually had a conversation with a friend of mine about about Gigi Allen. He was like, oh, he went on. Uh, uh, what the fuck show was he went on? Well, Geraldo, Jane, he, Whitney, he, he, Jerry Springer. Uh, J- um, might have been on Jerry. It might have been on um, uh, fucking J- which which, oh, the redheaded bitch. What the fuck? Jane Whitney. I said. Yes. That was and, like he got interview. his arm broken and he was like crying about it and stuff. He's like, yeah, he, he was like, I think that's fake. I think that's bull. I think he was a fake. I was like, um, it, it, dude, it it might be, but like, who who really cares when he's out there doing the things that he's actually like? He's playing underground shows. He's he's. He he is the. Where am I going with this? I don't know. You would have yelled at me already. And that's all I'm saying. Is and it, it would. Is it my? Is it my? Like, is it my? He's turn like yet? the. He's like the deepest, darkest, grungiest fucking. And that's what I like. Under under uh, scum of punk rock at this point in the in the seventies, eighties, and nineties. And so like, all right. So maybe he was upset that he got his arm broken or whatever, but that doesn't mean he's necessarily fake. Yeah, exactly. It's all real. You know what I mean? And that's how somebody would act. But I don't know what you're talking about, and I know the Jane Whitney interview. I know all three of those interviews well because Merle gave me a DVD of them, so it must have been something else. Cause th- what I was the one where this. he got into a fight on stage with? But at a talk show? Was Didn't he get into a fight at a talk show? No, th- he was on... To my knowledge, because Merle gave me the DVD, he was on Jerry Springer, Geraldo, and Jane Whitney. Jane Whitney was the day before he died, and they consider it his last interview, but he's being interviewed by the Hated people at, like right, right before so he's buying the when it, it kills him. It was just, it was maybe just, it's in Hated? Uh, I've seen I've a picture seen, of him hate, in I've the hospital hate, I've only bed. seen Hated once, so maybe I've seen it's him one of in those. the hospital bed with a broken arm, but I don't, yeah. that's not from one of the talk shows. I think that's maybe from Hated, but I, I don't know. But also... Like the clicheness, even if people so yeah, he, the died other of, people, he died of a heroin oh, overdose. Oh well, no, I don't mean that part. But like the people who are like, yeah, he's not a rapist, but it's still lame. Like they kind of think it's shock rock. Do you well, know the, what I but mean? But that was kind of his thing. No, but he, according, yeah. I just Over said that. Top. But according Over to him, he was no, because that's what Guar was, and they're terrible because they're shock rock. I'm yeah. real, but in the same time, he was shock rock. You know what I mean? No, he was. Yeah. Even though he may have been, if you look him up on Wikipedia under genres, it's gonna say shock. It's gonna say shock rock. But like, it's like, but he did. I I like he was in jail all them times. He did get arrested all them times. You know what I mean? So it's like, it, it's not like it there was, was there was fake. there was realness to him, but there was also just an artistry to him. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, okay, yeah, he no, pushing he, the limit. Art. He was pushing. He was That's pushing. What it is. The, I mean. Look at it this way. Um, a show like South Park will talk about, like, AIDS being funny. Mm-hmm. Yep. They say the things you're not supposed to. They say to. the things you're not supposed yeah. to say. And that's... They'll talk about AIDS being funny. Do they really think AIDS is funny? I don't know. But they're pushing the envelope of 
what is acceptable. And that's definitely what comedy is supposed to be. And that's what comedy is supposed to be. Punk rock is supposed to be pushing the envelope of what is acceptable in society. And that's exactly what Gigi Allen did every time he played a show, every time he put out an album. So, Jason, who are you putting on your list first? Um, So, I think I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the band from California. They um, they haven't put out anything new in a in a really long time because of lawsuits and member changes and you know, all kinds of other stuff. Um, but I'm going to go I'm going to go with the Vandals. Uh, I still in, you know, personally I still in see uh, I still enjoy seeing uh, the Vandals live. Uh, I like. That their music's not very serious. I saw know. I saw them um, in like 2014 in Philly with the Offspring, the Bad Offspring, Religion, Bad Pennywise, Religion, and Pennywise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was there. I was there. That was uh, and you don't get like I guess you, we, did, we didn't know each other at that point. I don't think so. I think we met. I, we we met 20, 2017, 27, 2016. Yeah, whatever. Uh, it was like a year or two later, but. Um, you know they don't, and I think part of part of the reason also why folks don't like them is, I mean they're not playing a ton of shows. They they play big festivals. Um, you know they're not going on tours. They're not you know doing anything like that. And you know at the end of the day, I guess they have one member. Uh, so Joe played drums. Now he's playing bass, uh, and I I'm pretty sure he was an I'm pretty sure he was an original member, uh, but everyone else is is not. Uh, but I, like I said, I like them. I like Idea for a Movie. I like Ca- Cafe 405. They, they're also a very... See, I was... I, I know plenty of their songs, but I never got into them because I didn't hate them, but I just didn't love them. They, they're different. They are, like... Not, I know, they don't sound like Anarchy them, but Burger like, and... Uh, like the Dead Milk you're, you're, Like, they're you're, very you're, different. Live Fast Diarrhea. <laughs> when I first heard of the Vandals, it was probably off of a Punkorama or a... Uh, Tony Hawk soundtrack. See, I wouldn't give the Vandals a try for the longest time, and I wouldn't give the Descendants a try for the longest time. But I absolutely love the first Descendants album. I didn't get hip to that till like maybe eight years ago. But like, cause to me, like all it was. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm always. I try and be honest. But at this time, especially, it was like, if it's not the Casualties, it's not cool. And like that stuff always, or something like the bouncing souls, like it was too happy, it was too poppy. Yep. All I wanted was 40s and power chords and huff glue and spike my mohawk. And, so, you know, and I, mean, I totally get that. I mean, I, I, I love that too, but uh, <laughs> I also, I mean, look, well, I mean, when I was a teenager, now I, no. I like to think I'm a little bit more less, more less basic. Did I really just say that? Yeah, you I like did. To think you I'm did. a little less basic. Um, I mean, how can you not like a band that has a song called um, uh, uh, un, un, uh, what is it? Unseen Tears of the Albacore. I mean, how can you not? Come on. It's fucking great. Okay, okay. So, uh, see, I can't really go too much back and forth with them because, you know, I, the, I know the Vandals from uh, the, 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 the only song I knew from them for the longest time was the one that was in SLC Punk, the, I want to be a cowboy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. fucking, uh, and then there was, uh, there, what did they got, the Christmas song, and like, uh, I, I think Cuttingham was into them when we started playing them a little, but like, I just, they were never like a thing for me. But I also don't 
hate them. They're not a band I would talk shit on, but they're they're not a band I ever got into. Yeah, I I, I enjoy them. Don't I think they have like a phenomenal drummer? Aren't, isn't their drummer like a uh, like like talent respect? I mean, he was so. drumming for like Devo too. Uh, jo- oh, okay. jo- Josh Freeze. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, yes. and I've the, heard about the drummer. See, yeah, he, I've heard it. See, that's. Nobody knows the drummer, and I don't even know this band, and I, I know the drummer, so he must be fucking good. No, no, he's he's a big deal. I don't I, I, I don't keep mean. I don't keep track of everything he does, but um, like he's a studio dr- uh, he he total big deal. If you're total a studio musician, you are the the top of the top. I'm sorry, a studio musician has to. I mean, there's some touring rock stars that are very precise, but a studio musician is working for someone. Yep. Slash can go play whatever the fuck he wants. Yep. If you are a studio James Brown like was like infamously like one of the most hard people to work with and he though would let people have some flow but it was a mandatory rule that everybody hit the root note on the downbeat <laughs> and it was like law and if you didn't do that you were out. And it's funny cuz I play with Renee and she doesn't even know what that means but she completely adheres to it and I'm like Renee I could play the third or the fifth is that a two no it's not it's a different note in the chord it sounds bad I'm like okay when we end so I've realized she just like James Brown she doesn't even notice it in passing and probably likes it but if we're ending a phrase got to move it over to the root got to Renee is going to yell at me she's going to yell at me <laughs> Her birthday's coming up. Coming up, coming up, coming up. Give her something. She likes vodka. She likes Grey Goose. She loves vodka. She, she loves Grey Goose. Grey she Goose. does like Grey Goose. She, she loves uh, Harry Potter. She loves the Steelers. Go buy her something. Buy her lots of things. Not a guitar pedal person. I should buy her her first guitar. She has one. She has like a DS1 or an, or an Overdrive. She has that like yellow Boss Overdrive. One of, yeah, you know. Like the move. Yeah, I love boss though. So we're gonna move on. You win first. Who is your number two? Actually, let's play a track. Let's play a track. We'll... Let's play a track. Okay, yeah. so we uh, are who did we want to Monster play? Squad. Yes, absolutely. Church, Church and State. So that's the second album, correct? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay, we're so gonna do I'm... some Monster Squad. See, I I was really into the Strength Through Pain oh, album. Uh, I think it's on the Pain second one with the cross, right? Uh, uh no well it's on all it's on the all out of control. You got to talk into your mic, man. <laughs> All they hear is dead air. So uh, maybe we'll do a twofer because we got to find it. And I really want to hear the first track on Strength Through Pain. So here's Until the End, Monster Squad. Ah, son of a bitch. Always fucking everything up. See, this is why I don't like running it like this. We have mad technical difficulties. I had a wired connection to the internet and it was saying there was no internet. It's ridiculous. I had to put my computer on Wi-Fi to make it work. How does that fucking... We ran into a problem everywhere we could. I got more for you. I think we're square now. Here's Monster Squad until the end. I may have up here.
All right, that was Monster Squad, and we got another one coming from him. Here's Church and State. Right, two from Monster Squad coming out so of what, what uh, California. Is that, what is that second song off? What, what that album? was is that called, the one uh, with the the heart and the the cross with the. No, it's the, not. That's the second no, full length album. No. This is actually called All Out of Control, and I, I actually never saw this. It's from 2006, which is funny because that's right after All we got out, out of high control. school. All out of control. I don't think that's their song, is it? I'm thinking of a different. That oh, is. Yeah, yeah it is. Well, I'm thinking of a different. Well, uh, out of control, out of control, out of control. A faster one. What is that? I don't, know, I don't think that's else. Monster Squad. No, it's not. I know the one the I'm mo- talking about. The Monster Squad, all out of control. Yeah, I don't all recognize. Out of control. I don't recognize this album cover. It's a uh, red skull, white background, like some maybe piratish type stuff. Scroll in the back. I did pick up their tape that was. Uh, it's called I Love Punk. It came with like a pin and a little patch. It, it wasn't. It was like ten bucks, but it was a limited thing. I think there was. 200 made i got one of the last 20 it had the counter and what it was i i may get some of this wrong but they included guys from every lineup and it was like some of the earlier songs they wrote and unreleased songs and like they kind of had like a a best of lineup and it was like a i don't want to say a tribute because it is the people but just like a celebration 
for, for all of the past and present members right. and everyone. So it was like a real like brotherhood, like friendship thing. And like I said, I've never bought a tape. I had a Red Hot Chili paper, Peppers tape. My mom bought me some tapes from my Walkman when I was like five. You know what I mean? I had Aerosmith. I loved Aerosmith. I'm not going to lie. I had Poison and I'm ashamed. And, um, but, uh, but look what the cat dragged in. I fucking loved Oh Skinny Bob. Dude, when I was like three, four, me too. that me was too. my fucking yeah. shit. Yeah. I, 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 but I was that young. You know what I mean? But... but uh, <laughs> Back on Monster Squad, they closed their set at CY Fest with uh, All Out of Control. All Out of Control. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the song I'm thinking of that's not Monster Squad. But let's get to our list. We're going to kick it back over to Sean. I feel like we're doing this one next because we're going to go. This one might take a couple we minutes. We might go harder on the, this the one. The rest of them I think are going to be quicker, but this this one's going to be. All right. So um, just oh, the best there's one. There's nothing more to say about these guys except that they are punk legends they are they're legends they are icons they are staples they are uh go, uh fucking punk rock uh i don't i can't even think of another word for them royalty Ro- royalty great word great word royalty um yep they've been i mean they've been playing since the 70s kind of. so, <laughs> they've been playing since the 70s they've been They've been looked at in, in different ways, like oh, they were pushing the envelope. They they brought about the the look. They they were also looked at as like a they were like the boy band of their of uh, of, of punk of, rock. Punk rock. They've been they have one of, they have one of the most iconic. They have one of the most iconic. Yeah. Uh, the iconic figures in punk rock. To this day, They're fucking the, fifty one of the years first later, pan, punk bands. Any kid. Who didn't grow up with like I a had parent this, who was in I the had punk. I had this album. My uncle bought me this album. Uh, their album, exactly. Their only album. Their only album. Their only real album. Their only life. real album. When I was like fifteen. Dude, they know who it is. They have to know. Say if you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about the guy named Sex Pistols. The Almighty. See, I'm I, talking I about the fucking Sex, Sex Pistols. You've heard me go off, but he can go off. <laughs> All right. So listen. The Sex Pistols are polarized. They're 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 hated because. They, there are some people that just they don't like what the Sex Pistols, the money were, aspect. The, yeah, they don't like the, what the Sex Pistols were doing. They 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 made money, but at the same time they were doing something that has never been done before. They were they were piercing their noses. They were having girls and fucking rip pantyhose at their shows. Fucking they, with the Queen's they, pictures. Fucking, yeah, they 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 got banned in fucking Britain for a reason. I don't know this and, for sure, but the, probably the God saved the, the God queen. Saved, uh, the, yeah. and God didn't save the queen, if you didn't hear mm. about that. That bitch lived to be 96. That's, <laughs> yeah, a, that's a yeah. pretty, like... <laughs> but God didn't save her, because she dead. She that's dead. a very long life. She dead. <laughs> like, that bitch is dead. But no, the Sex Pistols. So this is what it is. All right, so you got Malcolm. But I, I feel like... The Sex Pistols, so because it's only semi-true, they take a lot of flack. Like Malcolm made them like the fucking new kids on the block and sing. But Stevie Jones and Paul Cook were best friends. They had been jamming. Do you know what I mean? And uh, well, actually, Stevie may not have been jamming yet, but they were. Paul was playing drums, and uh, they were already friends. Them too, just as Johnny Rotten and Sid Vicious were like best friends. And so they weren't just completely put together. 
But Malcolm, just like in a lot of bands, there's one guy who may kind of run most of the stuff. Like in the Rolling Stones, they're they're, they're blunt. Like it, Mick Jagger is a slave driver. Like that's just how it is. And some this band, it was a producer. I think also people get times confused, and it's like, dude, everybody was trying to make money in the '70s. Punk wasn't underground in the '70s. Like punk was just new music. These people were getting signed to major labels. They sold, even though the Ramones only um, gold record is Ramones Mania, which is a greatest hit. They have that. Like that, it was set up. They were, you know what I mean. And punk wasn't underground. That comes from the '80s. And anyway, the way it the started off was, underground, though. Well, I mean, but what I'm saying, it well, started well because before they got signed. But what I'm saying is, yes. but that was just like CBGBs, and they all got signed. Like, and it was also, I feel like it's the Clash, and also more a whole UK thing that really hits that political button. Like, punk wasn't singing about money. I guess maybe like I don't consider Patti Smith punk, but I guess like some people, like. I, I, Lou Reed wasn't really singing about politics. He was yep. more about drugs. So I feel like that whole aspect wasn't there yet. And also, a lot of those people in the seventies, the thing about kind of a little right wing, kind of kind of a little bit more conservative. Big time, big time. Like, the I, thing I, about I, the Sex Pistols, they were singing a lot about. They were in Britain. Talk that time for oh, once. <laughs> Jason, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I I just think I, I think a big reason that that uh, people look badly at them is the is the manager slash producer Malcolm. piece of it right and and a lot of people think it's manufactured the, and what a lot of people look for in music is authenticity yeah authenticity, authenticity. The, the, the big thing about the sex business is they sing a lot about their big thing who, who are they always talking about Politics, Mar margaret cool. thatcher margaret thatcher was like um the big the prime minister. What, what the, prime, the prime minister of Britain at the time. And so, like, they they were doing something, and, and whether you want to say it's authentic or not, yeah, I they were still they were very they were, political. They were still doing it. So, like, that, to me, and as far as punk rock goes, is at least worth something. It, it is. I, I'm just... I, I guess I was just stating the obvious. Oh, absolutely. I, I, don't, I don't have a strong opinion either way. Personally. They were, we're very... I mean, they were super, is. like, fucking anti... Excited. He's Fuck, getting excited. He needs to calm down. They're super anti, anti you establishment. Know, yep. Anti establishment. Yep. Fuck Margaret Thatcher was the prime minister of Britain at the time. Yep. They did you know a song called "God Save the Queen" and the fashion. Pretty sure that's about the Queen though. <laughs> Margaret Thatcher and the Queen. We're not going to go down this hole, but yes, God save the Queen. This is what I wanted to say though. This, I'm sorry, this takes balls okay and also a big part of it like johnny is writing those lyrics and they're great lyrics and he's a fucking teenager you know what i mean they're great lyrics and he wanted to call god save the queen no fun the lyrics are all or not no fun um no future no future the lyrics are still all his and malcolm was like god save the queen everybody's like no future's terrible god save the queen god save the queen his own mother yep says God save the queen. I didn't realize this up until like two years ago. England's national anthem is God, God save, save the, the queen. queen. Yeah. So that would be like having the Star Spangled Banner. And then, so not only are they talking shit, and, and, and especially now that she's dead, I mean, people in other countries, they're like, you shouldn't have came to Africa, bitch. But like the English people are like, you know, they're like, don't talk shit on the queen. They don't like the jokes. It's all respect. People waiting 18 hours to go see the old broad. 
You know what I mean? And they release it on Jubilee. So the song is called God Save the Queen. It is complete middle finger to the queen. I'm pretty sure the seven-inch jacket is a portrait of the queen with the safety pin through her nose, okay? They're signing record contracts in front of Buckingham Palace. Uh, they're wearing SWAT stickers, okay? And, like, they put it out on Jubilee. That would be, like making a punk rock song that'd be like putting out baby i'm an anarchist where they're screaming about burning the american flag if you put it out called it the star spangled banner and then released it on the fourth of july and didn't release it from the, the back of your car in front of the white house but re release it like in masses like there was yep. thousands of records <laughs> back then like that takes balls when they went on that ed grundy show i'm sorry people this is trailblazing. Nobody ever spoke like that on television. Like, I don't care if Malcolm told them to be assholes. And here's the thing, guys. Malcolm was pissed about that. Yeah. Malcolm wanted them to be respectable. He thought, and he was the one in that interview, he was the one usually telling them to fuck up. But the fact that it was on TV and that show at tea time, Malcolm was livid. But that, that took balls. And I'm sorry. Jordan and Vivian walking around like that. Now, I do, uh, Jordan says and Vivian, they're like, we dress like this because we, we're, this is in bondage and it has to be hidden under our clothes so we wear it on the outside and it's actually not a slutty thing. I get a little, but it's still like, guys are still, perv guys are still going to be like, hey, honey, nice tits. Yeah. But they regardless, are. that takes balls. Like, that takes ovaries, whatever, yo. Like, you got to have, like, to walk, and in the 70s, I mean, I have a picture, it's not even all that flattering, but she was hot. I have a picture of her ass right there. It's the one on the right. But, like, like she just died. She Did died, she really? like, last month or so. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh -huh. She died recently. She died recently. But uh, Jordan was, like, their model. She used to yeah. work at the show. Yeah. Vivian Westwood now designs for, like, Lady Gaga, Madonna, you know what I mean? She's, like, but Vivian she... Vivian Westwood is very... Influential. She she designed the bondage pants, dude. I didn't know when we were wearing Tiger of London pants that those were her pants. Like I didn't even know that. It was just that punk whore sold them, and they were oh my god. Yeah, they were like eighty dollars. Yeah, but we ridiculous. bought them anyway. It was ridiculous. So punk. So <laughs> punk rock. But it so is. Punk rock. But then you sit there, and it's like you got to think about the import, and then it's like. These are literally designer clothing. I didn't know that. Like, this is made by Vivian Westwood. So here's, here's a little sidebar for you. I, I, I get it maybe a little bit more with the skinheads because it's like working class pride. But how come we're all like anti this and anti that? But Fred Perry, Ben Sherman, these are high-end expensive dress shirts that like businessmen wear. Like, where did this... This, like the like the Tiger London bondage pants. At least those are obscene. Like you, I know skinheads are supposed to be respectable, but it's like that's like an eighty dollars shirt. Like I like the way they look. I love the way they look. Before the fucking uh, Nazi people tried to steal the black and yellow ones, yeah. that's the most expensive one I seem to see. I loved that one. But why are we wearing eighty dollars shirts? Well, I mean, <laughs> if you listen to like the forty five adapters and shit, they're Trying to look. That's good. that's a great yeah. song. That they're was a good answer. They're trying to look good. That that was that was that was a good answer. 
But I feel like, and, and I'm not saying this personally, but the masses, I feel like that's something that everybody would be like, no, poser, you with your $80 shirt. But it's like, oh my God, you're the shit with your $80 shirt. Like, you know what I mean? It's just kind of, um, well, do you remember what's when the we word? were in high uh, school, though? When we wore Tiger of London bodice pants, no one knew, no one knew how the fuck much we paid for them. Yeah. They were just... Outrageous. And they would rip they it were, a day. They were just. I ripped yes, every yes, crotch out. Yes. My balls were always out. I never wore underwear. I had to tuck <laughs> them into my. I had to tuck them into my boots, and they would always rip holes in the fucking heels. But they were loud, and they were fucking obnoxious, and no, they they were just out there. So, and nobody knew how much we paid for them. Nobody, we did. We yeah, we did. we did. But nobody I, else. Nobody else. I knew. never. I literally went school shopping one year through the punk core catalog, <laughs> and, and I spent like it was all it was my mom's money for the most part. I spent I, I was I think a fourteen or fifteen, probably fifteen. I I spent like six hundred dollars, dude. But I tell you what, we were regular customers, dude. They would send us mad extra shit. I always got mad like posters, like the nice tour ones and pins. But goddamn, we were spending a lot of money. Let's get back to the Sex Pistols. Though. Do you have more to say about them? Or um, moving on. Uh, well, here's the other thing about Johnny Rotten. Look at look at yes, who him now. Look who Johnny Rotten is now. I have a take here, on that. He, he is. I feel like at his core, he's still anti-establishment. Exactly. But, but he has turned conservative because he feels like conservatives are now the new punk rockers. 20, of, of, of the modern era. But I'm, I know I'm going to piss a lot of people off right now. But in general, first of all, he's always going to be an antagonist. And like you're saying, the masses are all like, liberal! And he wants to be the opposite. But on top of that, guys, like I said about the earlier punk rock scene, and especially in New York, a lot more conservative. And secondly, we're not going down a political thing, but no. the no. right wing is closer to anarchy. People don't it, understand it, it, that. It is. People don't well, understand. They say fuck the government and then suck up to the teeth. But the right wingers are they are smaller government. Yes. So the things he is saying, but I also think he's just trying to be a provocateur. Do you uh, know what I mean? Right. What? I, I I agree with you, but I, but you are right. Like if I mean, if, if you really, if you really look at it, like the Re Republican Party was about small government. Yeah. It was about yeah, like you'd exactly. be responsible for you. But that's not what it is anymore. It's well, it is with a whole lot of other bad shit well, because that's what happens. It's like you go to these platforms and I love freedom of speech and then it's like, oh, good, there's no censorship. And then it's like, oh, now it's a Nazi page. Uh, Do you know well, what I mean? Well, right. now it's a Nazi page, but also I there's a I very just, fine let line. Finish. Let him finish. Go ahead. Go ahead yeah. Come on, man. See? He's killing me. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I, I just don't like personally, I don't view them as much different than liberals at this point because I, I feel like Everyone wants to just they're, they're control all nut you. Jobs. They're all nut jobs. Yeah. They, like the wheels politicians. Song. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I, to me, if the Republicans stood for small government and they weren't all trying to argue with everyone and they weren't worried about, well, get rid of voting, worried about who's marrying who or who's fucking who or like whatever, um, like I could get it. But you can't say you're small government and then try. I hate and talking also, about we're politics. talking about Republicans. I really hate the libertarians, man. That's really that's really the anarchy party. That's what it is. So my my whole thing was that uh, Johnny Rotten is probably looked at in a very dim light now because he's <clears throat> um, 
become very right wing. And punk that's rock not new. I mean, that, become, that's also not new. For punk rock either. has become very left wing. Yeah, that's really what the change is. It, it, that's yeah. what the change is. Punk rock used to be more just fuck both sides. You know what I mean? I'm still very fuck both sides. But uh, yeah, but this is just what it comes down to. I literally. I knew this, and I was like, I'm voting libertarian, anarchy, blah, 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 blah. But you don't realize, it's like, maybe that would be good if I was a millionaire, but, like, I had to get Jessica's medicine from surgery. That shit passed through the FDA. Like, we don't realize that that's the government. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, if I was a millionaire... I'd be able, like somebody like Joe Rogan, he's like, oh, well, I want to go have this treatment. I'll just fly to this country and get this other treatment. So, yeah, then don't take my money and put it in taxes. We don't want it. I wouldn't be like this, but that's why it is. But it's like somebody like us, it's like, no, we, we need the FDA. Yes, I did collect unemployment when I lost my job sandblasting. And it's like, that's why. But then it's like, oh, wait, now we're not all fuck the man. Now we're like, up my taxes and let me suck your teeth and then it's like it's like wait this is awful and punk rock is torn because what it is it is that neither side is really looking out for any of the three of us in here but it's this this whole it's like it's turned to polarizing it's the other side is they're gonna ruin they we're gonna the country's gonna fall because of the other side and yeah. it is I'm sorry. And I don't like that extremism. And it's on both sides, but I'm sorry. It does seem like, even though they don't have our best interests, it seems like there's a lot less, like, racism and, like, stuff on one side. I'm sorry. You're right. I have a big enough brain to see the lesser of two evils. Like, if I was in here, I hope to never be in this situation, but if I was in here and they were like, you're going to get murdered... Do you want to get shot in the head or sodomized to death? I'd be like, give me the gun. Give me the gun. And then I'd shoot them, deer hunter style. But regardless, but like literally, like I hate, that's also what's wrong. And this does fit into this episode's point. But that's what it is. Everyone's been pushed too far and everyone has groupthink. And it's like we sit there and just echo each other. And that's what's good about us at least having this conversation and even though we're on one side of the spectrum we at least are approaching this from being the minority side of the spectrum we feel like most people who are diehard punk rocks nowadays they seem to talk shit on the sex pistols and we disagree and this is why and it's okay that we have a conflicting opinion it's okay that like uh at first i just like thought aaron michelow was hot and now i'm like Oh, shit, there's Wadi on her show. Like, oh, so fuck Wadi? So Wadi's a poser, right? Because he hangs out with Aaron Michelow, right? And the Cro-Mags are all posers, right? All of them, they're all posers because they're on it. No, it's fucking stupid as fuck. I mean, honestly, and now I'm probably going to lose listeners for this. How the fuck are what we doing any different? If anything, this bitch is doing it better because fucking Wadi's on her show. So, like... But I think it comes down to what we talked about before, and that's being authentic. True. So True. I, I don't, I don't care. I don't. There's I, nothing. Let, let me say. There's nothing let, unauth- unauthentic about this show. No, he's talking about her. No, 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 no I'm, 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 I'm not talking. Let about him finish. See. 
<laughs> Sorry, Jason. Uh, that that's not where I'm going. But in in general, look, I mean, she's a model. Okay. I looked up her net worth, and it's in the millions. People yes. don't like that. No, no, they they don't like that. And in general, I don't care what anybody does. I don't care what what they do for work. I don't care where they're from. I don't, exactly. Because you know what? If you're not out there getting it, they're gonna get like they're getting you. You know what I mean? It's what, that simple to me. One of the biggest platforms I use, like on my TVs, is YouTube. Watch YouTube all day. I do. I watch all, so much. You know what I mean? And I follow Erin Michelow, and all her videos are like, "This is me in these pants. Here's my butt." They're all 30 seconds, <laughs> right? But and like, so that's fine. But then this is Jess's perspective, and she in no way cares about a pretty woman. She doesn't care if I'm like, damn, that woman's hot. So it's and she like she has nothing against Aaron Michelow. But then we jump into this one video because we think we're like, oh my god, she's in some other country. We're like, is she in a shipwreck right now? Like, is she live and on an actual shipwreck? She's crying. She's scared. They're in the water. Nobody's speaking. Dude, it was a video where she just got on the wrong tour canola, and she was hysterical. That's rough. That, that's rough. So How you going to deal with that? Like, that? Jess was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And it was like, ooh, that's lame. But here's the thing, though. L let's be real. Let's be real, because I'm an advocate for this, because I'm sorry, and I'm, I'm not talking about Jess, but maybe some girlfriends in the past. I had some girlfriends who didn't know who the casualties were. And then they hung out with me. Maybe not the casualties. Who didn't know who the unseen were. And then they hung out with me. And then they liked the unseen. So, is that not how we all got into punk? And I, I, no shade at women, but a lot of the women that I knew, they, and I'm standing up for women, but it seems like at some point, maybe they were 14, but like a, a dude got them into punk. There's... 75% dudes in punk. It's a dude, there's more dudes than girls to begin Absolutely. with. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But um, it's like, even if she, first of all, if she was 110% fake, why would she do this? There's not money in punk rock. Why wouldn't, if she was just trying to make money, why isn't she trying to talk to Green Day? I mean, I doubt when she started, she just happened to know Wadi and the Cro-Mags. So why is she doing this if, if she doesn't like it? And then secondly, She's had to have grown. She got made fun of for not knowing the words to whatever Circle Jerk song. I don't know all the words to Out in the sh in the Street or whatever the fuck it is. Like, no, I have a Circle Jerks poster on the wall. And then it's like, even if it's that's the case, don't you think, like, five years from now, or it's been five years, like, she does know more about punk. She has heard bands. Or she would have quit by now. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. She can't be making that much money from this because even with... I look at her videos, they only have like 5,000 plays. You're not getting paid from that. You know what I mean? So it's like, she, there's gotta be some passion. You can't say, you can't be in punk rock and be doing it for the money. It's just not, it's not there. So why bother? Why, and she does have her real modeling career. You know where I found out about Erin so Miklo? Where? You know where I found out about Erin Miklo? She was on a game show that I watched with my wife called Lingo, where <laughs> You, like on TV? On TV. It was it was just it was her and like her boyfriend at the time and she had big liberty spikes I and like and like he I had, hate that. He had he had I a mohawk and shit. And I was like, who the fuck is this chick dressing all punk rock and shit on this on this uh I like more on like this that. game show. 
on this game show. Who the hell? Who the I hell like her with this? the hair down. I hate the Liberty Spikes. Um, that that's fine. I, I don't really I don't really give a shit what her hair looks like. I I can, I know, I can take I can take her either way. She's really hot. But um, and then I was like, I found out about her later, and I was like, you hate it. You hate it. Polarizing. I was like, oh shit, that's the chick from the game show. And I found out she was like an Instagram model and like this, that, and the other thing. And uh, I, she's really, she's really hot. She's really, hot. and I don't and listen. And I feel like some of it's just slut shaming too. I do, because she is hot and she doesn't have fake boobs and she is skinny. And plenty of the girls on my Instagram here's are the, filled yeah, with the other plastic. Thing. Like I've seen, I've seen videos of her like she makes. Like all the vests, her own clothes. She, all the I don't make my she, punk she rock clothes. She sews them all. That's through, what I'm saying. And she studs them herself. That's what I mean. So that's that's literally my point. She's like, not paying people to do this. Exactly. So she's just in in that way in that respect. I relate to her because I do the exact same thing. I this vest that I'm wearing, I studded it my myself. I put all the patches on it myself. She's doing the goddamn the exact goddamn thing. She's got a lot more money than me. She's still doing it just the same way I would do it. Exactly. And totally, dude. If she ever took a Pogo City shirt and cut it up, like, that's like, I'm asking people to share a show and fucking 12 people do. Like, I would love if some girl cut up my shirt and put it on her Instagram the way she cut it and sewed it up. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I have, I've studied my own stuff, but like Nate Medellin, he literally used to sew all his own bondage pants. We don't fucking do that. No. Do you see what I'm saying? And it's just, I want people to just sit there and think about the things I said and think about when you got into punk rock. I mean, I know it's the whole TV thing, but I'm sorry. I mean, it's, it, it, she's, I'm on YouTube. Like, I, I'm sorry. I, I, what she's doing is what we're doing. She could do it a little better because she has more money and that's what the hate is. But it's like, I just feel like people need a punching bag, and it's more of that group think. Because really, what did this girl do? What did this girl do? These plenty of people are sitting here right now that they've been in front at shows, you know what, and they don't know all the you know words. Memory, and you fucking know. It. You know what memory popped up on Facebook though? What? And I still laugh. I still laugh about it. It was it was a fight that was supposed to, or like, well, not a, a real fight, but like a uh, pretend fight was supposed to happen between. K Chaos and Aaron Micklow. Oh, that and, was so great! And, it was gonna and, be a cage fight. They promoted in it. Florida, and I, I, I was like, "Yo, that's fucking hilarious." Do you remember the next year was Sabrina and uh, that that uh, I don't know the chick, but Instagram I follow her, Alex. Do you, do you want to get back to this list? Yeah, yeah but we're talking polarizing. So, but uh, it is your yeah, can turn. I go next? Uh, so, so for me, uh, one of the bands I have on my list is a band that. I, a lot of people look down on uh, because they're, I guess they're, they're not punk enough. You know, the, the singer has a, has a label and it's connected to one of the major, you know, major punk labels. Uh, you know, they came out of the rising from, from um, Operation Ivy. Uh, so I'm obviously talking about Rancid, but, <laughs> but let's go. I love Rancid. Yeah. I, I like Rancid too. I, I don't I've like all. I I, I don't like all rancid, but let's go. Let's go is one of my favorite albums of all time. Uh, I think it's a great album. And Out Come the Wolves, I like that. Outcome I don't like every song. I I know a lot of people don't. I love Out Come the Wolves. Go on, Jason. Um, and I didn't like a couple of the other albums, but then uh, uh, 
as far as like their newest release that I that I really enjoyed, uh, like Let the Dominoes Fall, which I think was in two thousand eight or two thousand nine. Give me, give me. Tra- what were the tracks off that? Was well, that let, Fall Back let, Down and shit? Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 that, that song. That, that song's okay. I can listen to it. I think part of the reason I like it is that Abraham likes it. My so my my like son it, likes like it, it too, and we like we listen to it. But for sure, like let's go every song. Every song. Not gonna lie, let's that go. song can kind of make me emotional. It kind of can. So go on. That's really all I had to say. I don't usually have much to say, so that's. And I'll come. Think... Wolves was. Uh, I remember Colin found it at like a record store, and it was when I was like first getting into punk, and I'd only just heard of Rancid. And, Same story And here. then Colin bought a Rancid album, and I was like, oh, shit, Colin got a Rancid album. I'm going to finally listen to some, like, real punk now. And I, I remember, remember thinking Rancid was so super punk. <laughs> yeah, and I remember stealing that album from him and listening to it on the way to school every day. Um, I even have a poster of Out and Come the Wolves in my drum room just because it was just, it was an album that I grew up on. Um, and the I think that, I think the reason Rancid is so polarizing is got a lot to do with the fact that people think that they with a lot like the same on the uh, yeah along the same line with the casualties is that they're they're sellouts. Cliche. Oh. They're, they're sellouts. They're already. definitely a harder sellout. Like they're, they're way. Yeah. They're, they they I don't know what record label they're on. And I don't really give a shit, to be honest. But you know but, what, though? In the beginning, it was Hellcat. And that's that, man. Yeah. I ain't going to fault somebody so, for success. So that, that's that's my thing. It'd be, it'd be one thing. I, I don't know. It would be one thing to me if they totally changed their sound and went in this totally different direction. But Talking about it last week. I, I don't feel that they ever really did that. Now, the music, like their newer stuff, still doesn't hit me like the older stuff. It's still not quite the same. The album, I don't, with the, the album with the gun is a great album. That's the first album. The, the self-titled or whatever. That's for when we're rats in the hallway. Do you have something more? No, not really. No. So I, I want to connect some dots here, right? So, if, so you were talking about that being one of the first punk albums you had, all right? And I'll come to the Yes. Yeah. So I legit was listening to, like, tracks here and there. The Ramones and the Sex Pistols. When I was very young, my parents were into music and they were into punk that wasn't super underground. They weren't like they would go to like bar shows, but they were more like regular rock shows. And then they'd go see like Billy Idol or like you know it was like stuff like the Ramones and the Clash, like stuff that you okay. could buy at the mall. Okay, right. so even though I was hearing those tracks. One of the first punk albums I ever bought personally for myself was Nevermind the Bullocks, and I bought it when FYE used to be the wall in the most anti-Christ of punk rock spaces, the mall, okay? So here's the thing. Where did I buy my later releases for? My DIY, they weren't there. They were at Double Decker, okay? But here's the thing. I didn't know Double Decker, and if I couldn't get that Sex pistol CD at the mall, and if I couldn't get that next one, that and out come the Wolves you wouldn't have gone. CD, yeah. I wouldn't have gotten at all. Yeah. And then I never would have made it to Double Decker, and then I would have never made it to The Casualties, and then I would have never made it to Blanks, and then I would have never made it to Pogo, and I wouldn't be into punk rock. Right. And I am very happy to be in punk rock. 
No, I agree. My my entry point was through skate videos, like four hundred exactly. one skate videos back in the day, and that that's Us where two, we've talked about that. My, my Tony Hawk and my the thing background with, music. My thing with the, Rancid, the, my thing with Rancid, and especially in Outcome the Wolves, it was the first album I ever saw when I was like fourteen that had a dude with a mohawk. Give me a high five for saying it. I'm not gonna lie, dude. Uh, the uh, he had so he had a mohawk and tattoos and bondage pants and boots and shit. I was like. That's that's what I want to be. That's what I want to be. And I was like 15 listening to punk rock, first real punk rock I'd ever listened to in my life. And I was like, this, this is my new favorite band. This is the band, this is the band I'm going to uh, idolize. This is the band I'm going to be like. And, and until I found like the casualties and shit. But like Rancid, Rancid was the first punk band that, uh, not the, no, no. I'm not gonna say the first punk band. The first punk band is the band I'm gonna get to later. <laughs> Rancid was the s- second punk band. The second punk band that was like an introduction, an, an introduction to me to the how do I put this? The street aspect yes. of punk rock. It's more. It was. It was more. It was more. The Mohawks and the tattoos. Well, that's and what the I wanted. To, I I can't stand right now. I'm sitting here in Looney Tune shirt uh, and Looney Tune shorts and an Always Sunny T-shirt. That's a joke from uh, the Electric Dream Machine when Charlie and Dennis start their band. And but I use. I still have a mohawk when I play shows. I got boots on and my mohawk. But I used to be, like I said, a photocopy of Jake from the For the Punks days, okay? Right. And there's plenty of people my own age, older and younger, that still pretty much look like that. And you can't tell me as you're sitting there with flamboyant bondage pants and all these facial piercings and all this dye in your hair and the amount of time it took you to dye your hair that you weren't drawn to punk by the look. I can't. Dude, yes, the mohawk on the cover of Outcome the Wolves. That's what made me pick it up. That's why when the first one-sided seven-inch was coming out, Quinn was just holding the reins. And I was like, dude, always hated the name. name And I'm like, dude, this is the most vanilla album cover of all time. I said, we are not the casualties, okay? Nobody's coming to the store and looking for our album. They're going to be flipping through, and we have to catch them. A white album with some black words isn't something that somebody, some dude with a giant mohawk is going to be, this shit looks cool. That's why we had Rob, R.I.P., who I had designed the album that is yet to be released, but is in print, sorry. The way for And it's been in print since June 7th, the final real pressing. But that is, that's what I said. I, 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 I feel like it would capture it, but I had an idea because I, I said the, I wanted to be because it was like a post-COVID. It was like back to the streets and back, and it was just gonna be like a cover of like we were gonna have like our two men. I wanted a TV man like we had, and we were gonna be like sitting in an alleyway with the parasitic man. And then I was like, how about we do take the streets? And I was like, what if we made it like our logos were taking over the city? And then that got me thinking about that game Rampage that I used to play on like N sixty four. I love that. I love that game. At and the arcade, I was used to like, play that game at the arcade. At the arcade, exactly. And that was the inspiration I gave Rob. That was the instruction I gave him. Because me, if I'm going to an artist, if I'm going to a drummer, for the most part, 
I'm going to give you slight direction, but I picked you because I want you to do your thing. So I'm going to let you do your thing. So I said, Rob, I want you to think of the game Rampage, use our logos, and we're taking over the city. I thought something like that would stop someone. Some color, some aliens, a fight that, that shows it's that's chaotic. That's going to get a dude with a mohawk flipping through the records at the record store to stop it. Like, oh, shit, what's this? This looks... Cause, because I tell you what... I tell, Boy, I, I'll tell I, you I, what. I'll tell you what, Bobby. <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you what, Bobby. Uh, that is what gets me looking... Like, when I flip through the seven inches at a record store, I'm looking for something... That catches my eye. Exactly. When I'm you're not for looking for a specific I'm, I'm, thing when you're browsing. I'm not, yeah, when I'm not looking for anything in particular. I mean, if like, I come oh, that looks if like I come it's across, cool, I'll try If I come across an Oy Scouts 7-inch, yeah, I'll probably buy that because I know the Oy Scouts. Yes. But if I'm looking for through random shit that I don't know a goddamn thing about, if I see a uh, dude with a mohawk, with a with a with a studded, with a studded jacket, drinking a 40 in an alleyway, like, uh, I'm like, you know what? I'm... Probably like this band if I bought this seven. It's like putting up a flag. It's only three dollars, so I'm gonna buy it. Yep, I'm gonna buy it. So that's what you gotta do. See now, by no means is that the only aspect of punk. But don't you fucking tell me that's not an aspect of punk. No, it is. Moving on with the list. I'm going. These next ones are all gonna be pretty quick. But Jason just went. So is it my turn? No, you went first. He went second. It's my turn. I've been going third. Oh, I only did one so far. My second, oh, I almost said it. All right, so this band, this band, I feel a slight connection to because I was a dorky punk rocker and they got signed to my favorite record label, which was Punk Core, and anything that was coming up on Punk Core, I was all about and couldn't wait for. And um, I totally lost my trade of thought. What are we even doing? I got distracted. Oh, yes. Okay, so this band came, and uh, they, uh, in their 7-inch, they had the phone number. You know what I mean? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to call this fucking number, and I'm just going to be like, I don't know. I just want to talk to them because I, I think this band's awesome. And I called them up, and I asked for one of the members in the band, and they were like, oh, they're not here. Can I take a message? I was like, oh... I was just trying to reach someone from the band, and um, I even said, like, I don't have a show or anything. I, I just really like you guys. And those motherfuckers called me back, like, later that night, just to say what's up, knowing that I, 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 I like, wasn't buying anything, and I just wanted to tell them that I support them. You know what I mean? Facebook wasn't a thing yet. And then I, I, I was raised, right? My mother is a missionary. My mother goes to other countries and tells them the good news of Jesus Christ. I used to get, like, Bible homework assignments, all right? So in typical fashion, believe it or not, I don't go to church now, right? Because, you know, you, you, you tend to do the opposite with things like that, especially things that are shoved down your throat. That being said, I knew that I was stuck going to Sunday school and going to church and being torn about it. Because you got to remember, this stuff's being drilled from, like, my earliest memories. You know what I mean? Like, my mom's number one thing is Jesus, and that's that's what it is. So, so is mine. Mo so most of the... Don't do the interrupting thing. So most just, of the... Just throwing people, it out there. So uh, most of the songs I would hear in punk, especially because I'm a younger punk rocker. I'm only, like, 16. I've been hardcore into punk for, like, two years now. 
and I find this band, and it's not that it made me happy. It's not that it made me mad, but it blew me away because I never saw it before. And just like I was saying, it took balls for Jordan to walk around with her tits completely out and see-through clothing from the Sex Pistols. It took balls for the Havoc to say in their thank yous, we thank God and Jesus. I forget how they phrased it, but the first thank you was something you would see in a religious okay. thing. And I remember showing this. I used to hang out with the pastor's daughter. We'd run around, crush on her, believe it or not, prude, go figure. <laughs> I, I, and I'm like, I can't believe this. Look at this. And her opinion is, oh, what, so they're Christian because they said thank God? I, her, she's saying, I hate when artists do that, where they go up there and they say thank God and they don't even believe it. And I was like, no, 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 but you don't understand. I said, that happens in mainstream music. I said, there is no punk album there where it starts out thanking Thank you, God. God. And yeah. then I said, and this track here, I'm like, this like third line of the second verse is, God has put me in a new band. All right? That being said, on that seven inch that sounds awesome, by the havoc, by the way, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, 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 we Want the Truth, okay? It was a black and white cover. It came out yes. before they were on punk core, but then punk core started distributing it. I snagged it. And um, it took balls to do that. And even, and I, I mean, I know punk people are listening to this, so they understand how, like, you know, uh, polarizing that would be. Christianity is... is not, it's is, usually like, fuck God, we're all going to yeah. die in hell and it's going to be great and we're going to party. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or if there is no Satan, there I'm is, Satan and I'm no God. God. There you is no I mean? God. And then it's just like... And also it's like, I feel like... Uh, it, it, it's also just like almost anti-God in some aspects. There are very many like fuck God songs in punk rock. You know what I mean? Right. Like a global threat, religious scams. Think, think of all the Dwarves album covers. Blasphemy. There you go. Right. You know what I mean? So, for, and this is also shows you how big of a deal it was. Because people fucking hated it for him. They said God twice in an album jacket. That's it. They didn't say, exactly. they didn't exactly. say come to our church and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. They didn't start knocking on their doors, giving them pamphlets. They didn't start holding hands, singing giant, shine, Jesus, shine. They referenced God in one lyric and thanked him in the jacket, and motherfuckers had a meltdown. So uh, f from my point of view, like, it's, I, I'm, I'm a pretty simple guy. Like, I'm not, I'm not into religion. Uh, my, wife is, my wife was raised Jewish. You know, I was raised... Nothing. Uh, no, nothing really. I like. I. I went to. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, well, no. I. I just, I just talked about my mom being a missionary. Well, I just remember. <laughs> I just remember. Um, a a friend of mine. Uh, like I had a sleepover when I was a kid, and they were you know church going folks. So we went to Sunday school, and I just remember getting kicked out of Sunday school. The like the one time that I went. And, um, you know, it, it was just never, it was never for me, but with, with, with the havoc, I don't have, I don't, I have no problem. Could you imagine having to leave with that Sunday school teacher and then live with her? Uh, no, my no. was my Sunday school teacher. No, I couldn't, I couldn't That's imagine fine. that at all. I get yelled at for not closing Dude, my eyes when do you, we were do praying. Do you remember, remember, do you remember <laughs> like, when how do you go, know your eyes are open? Do you remember when we to go see the unseen and your mom, and your mom made us go to church the next morning? Do you remember that? I, I actually didn't. It sounds right, but I didn't remember that. I thought I got out of church. It was either then. that show or the show or 
we were hanging out, and you and Graham, like, beat the shit out of me because I was really drunk. And you punched me in the arms, like, so much that, like, my arms were hurting the next day. But at one, at one point... I'm sure what, it wasn't it, fun. Yeah, yeah no, okay, you did. You okay. did. I don't remember it wasn't this fun, either. But, but, like, I remember your mom making us go to church after, like, a show. I don't or ever remember going to church with you. I remember, I, I remember. Was it youth group, maybe? No, well, it was like, it was like, it was, it was church. Like, they, they like asked. by Dave Phillips, they, the church by Dave Phillips. Yes, they asked if there were any new members, <laughs> and your mom was like, Sean, stand Sean, stand up. And they came and gave you a Bible and shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember, yeah, they, I don't yeah, remember yeah, that's if they gave me a Bible. I know. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. That sucks. I grew up, I grew up in a very religious household. Your mom protested our shows. <laughs> yes. When my mom found out that I was at a punk brand, she was very against it. It's weird. My mom was always okay with all that. It made no sense. Um, I am not going to comment about how I feel about God and all that shit, but um, religion to me, like, when, when I see people, like, closing their eyes and, like, singing like this to God, it, I want to I I I puke. Well, I want to fucking puke. Yeah, me too. But here's the other thing. If so, I like I said, I'm not an advocate for religion. But you know what? If people can find faith in something, if it helps I, somebody, it helps somebody. I, 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 listen, I, I, I'm not just like everything else. Just I don't that nationalist bullshit. Well, well, exactly. I, I'm, I not, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's. Go ahead, Jason. I'm not saying it's cool to like you know go be a racist because you find because because you find or homophobic or whatever. Um, but you know what? I, I, I do know plenty of people that that found some uh, peace with having and, faith in and something. You, it's not for me. You know what? Good for them. Same but, like, thing. I don't like I don't like when people push their religion exactly. on other that's people. Lot. But that's what I'm saying. It's, it's not like Those the havoc things. did that. That's what I'm saying. Right. But, so you, know, but you see, didn't keep do that, keep, didn't do keep that. Christ out of punk. Yeah. The, the havoc didn't do that. And like, listen, um, the fact that they did that, like, I'm just, I'm not entirely cool with it, but I'm not gonna be like. You're not Yo, fool with it. It makes you mad. They're not allowed I'm not, to say I'm it. Not, I, I, like bring bringing up God and shit. Like I, I just, I'm just like whatever. But I'm not. I don't hate the habit. I don't hate the. I'm habit. just asking a question. I understand you don't like it, but you're not saying they can't or shouldn't say it, or are you? No, they can do whatever they oh, okay. want. But you they just don't like it. it. No, that's I fine. just don't like it and because I don't fine. like the. I don't like the whole God aspect at, at all. Like when it pe- is when weird to be in punk when. Especially, because especially you do in think punk. punk more like rebellion. When people, when people like... bring up God, it makes me uncomfortable. Like Carson Wentz was the quarterback for the Eagles for five years, and he would talk about nothing but Jesus. Oh, I didn't know and that. It, he was Tim Tebow, know, huh? Yeah, he was like a hardcore. Was he a virgin like... too, like Tebow? Could you imagine being an NFL player and everyone knowing you're a virgin and your team making fun <laughs> of you for it? And on top of that, you're a quarterback, which means you could have probably been slaying tail all the time. Carson was probably a virgin until he was like 30 years old. Um, he's still a virgin now. Anyway, well, no, he's got like two kids, so he's not. He's adopted. Not, he's, he's, he's <laughs> adopted. So listen, um, God. Go the, on. The God thing is you just, rush everybody else. The God thing is 
Fuck you, motherfucker. Let's get the, back to the list. The God thing has never been like the God thing has never been like He's something. The God thing since you left. I know. Shut up. It sucks. I'm trying to talk. Yes. The God thing has never been anything that I've been like necessarily like. Yeah, I welcome that. But like at the same time, like there there are bands out there that like like the havoc that are gonna thank their thank God and shit. And, like I'm I'm just. Um, did you have said anything? I'm gonna look at them. And I'm gonna look at me like I'll, I'll still go see your set. I'll still go see your set, and I'll I'll buy your merch and, and, and shit like that. And I'll listen to your podcast. Like I know Jason has the. Uh, I haven't seen it recently. Jason though. has the podcast and shit on Instagram. Video. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Instagram live and shit. You know what? Through all this, shout out to Jason. Uh, man, this... dude, he came on this show. How have we not said that yet? Jason, Jason from the Havocs, cool as shit. Next next Wednesday, uh, on the show they have the Coffin Cats. Check it out. Oh, so it's uh, still there. I haven't seen. Is it, was it gone for a little bit? Because I feel like I haven't seen it recently. I think they may. I think he may have taken like, like a, a week little, off. Yeah, but oh, okay. uh, like this, this... Yeah, I've been inconsistent as fuck. <laughs> um, but no, no, it's still it's still going. Still going strong. Good, good. But yeah, I only know of it on his Instagram. We should plug it. What is it? Do we know his Instagram? Or, or just go have, to the Havoc. At Havoc Punks. It's, it's Havoc Punks. At, at Havoc yep. Punks. They have, I mean, they had Jason Mike Blacks yeah. on there like the a few months ago. And, and like, Jason's been listen, on or, yeah, Listen, on listen. I want to emphasize this as much as I can. If you thank God on your album, I'm not going to hate your band. I'm just going to be like, eh. I don't really like that. See, you said but words. I'm not really, I'm not really gonna like that because God is a turnoff word to me. But it doesn't mean that I can't go see your band. I'm not gonna buy your merch, and I'm not gonna like what you do. All right, we are gonna listen to the havoc. This is coming off the first full length. I'm pretty sure this track was on the seven inch. It was. I loved it. But uh, this is the uh, re-record for the full length. Punk Word Records. Here it is, the Havoc Cause for Rebellion. Did I fuck it up? I fucked it up. See, we had sound problems, and I have to run through Bluetooth, and like that's a pain in the ass, and it sounds like shit, and that's where there's interference noise. So like I keep muting the track that plays the music so that pop doesn't happen. Here's the Havoc. Yeah. 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 
All right, that was the havoc right there. Cause for rebellion. We are going to get to our third band. So this is going to be a quicker round. I think we we have a few more. It's it's pretty easy. Sean, you go first. All right. So my third band. This is my number one band. Uh, is a band that started off in L.A. Started off with like a more like underground like hardcore following. I mean, there are stories about the. Guitarist getting stabbed by a skinhead at shows and shit. Like they have, they have roots in like hardcore shit, and they've been around for like thirty five years now. I've seen them a bunch of times. Um, they they don't have all the original members left anymore, but they still do have uh, one original member and one guy that's been there for close to the beginning. And uh, they put out, like, 10 studio albums. And um, their original shit is, like, raw as fuck. And I've always loved them. They were the first punk band that I got into when I actually heard, like, music that, like, kind of changed my life. And when I say changed my life, I I mean, like, um, I was like, oh, these guys curse. They curse in their music. These guys are fast. They're loud. I don't know how do I feel about them, but I grew to love them. And I'm talking about The Offspring. What? Yeah, I got stories the, for you the, about the, him the, and The Offspring. The, off, the Offspring. There were there, uh, noodles. Before The Unseen, there was The Offspring. Before The Unseen, there was The Offspring. <laughs> there are stories about noodles. The, the, not the original the guitarist, but like the guitarist back in like 19... Like, uh, noodles like isn't 19- in the band anymore? No, he's still in the band. He's oh, still in the band. Okay. But there, there's, there's stories about him getting stabbed in the shoulder by skin. So, like, I'm like, yo, that's hardcore. He got stabbed. So, oh, like, so, and they, they used to play underground show. Like, they were not the shit when they started out. Like, they started out in the underground. Let me interrupt in you L- real quick. In LA. We're going to double this to save time. And you're, I'm piggybacking off everything what you're saying. <laughs> My third band is Green Day for a lot of these similar reasons. That's my third you band. You keep talking. That's what I'm saying. We're, we're going to wrap it up. You keep talking about what you're talking about for a minute, and then we're going to jump to ours. But right, everything so, you're saying works with Green right, Day, so too. The Offspring, the Offspring uh, came out, and like the, they started out in like the, uh, the mid-'80s, and then they finally released their first, first full-length album in 1989. And it is... It's... It's just raw. It's, it's a raw... Uh, just guitar-driven fucking punk album with aggressive with with, with lyrics that, like Jennifer lost a war today. It's talking about singing about like a girl that was like raped and how nobody gives a shit in the news about it and like so lyrics they, they, and they have a song called in 1989 they had a song called Kill the President they had a song called Kill the President yes, Kill nice. Kill Kill the and and it if you buy their uh, re-released self-titled album, which came out in 1999, it doesn't have "Kill the President," and I don't know why they have freedom it of makes, speech it anymore. It's, it's so late. Be- because it's so late. because they moved so on to uh, "Pretty Fly for a White Guy." Yeah. <laughs> and listen, the reason that people love get, or hate the Offspring is because they became poppy. They become they kind became, of sell out. They yeah, they, they signed. Yeah, they signed. Their sound changed. They they signed to like Columbia Records and like 
Like, even Self-Esteem, that's a later song, but it's still, it's not Pretty Fly for a White Guy. But I'm going to be frank. Americana came out when I was in sixth grade, and I fucking loved it. That You know what I mean? Welcome yeah. to America. I wouldn't put that on now by any means. I'm going to segue over to Green Day real quick. Now, the reason I went with them, I don't want it to be true, but I was sitting there and I was thinking about it. Green Day was a huge influence on me. The first CD I ever got was given to me by my cousin, and that was a Skid Row CD. But then my mom bought me Green Day Dookie when it came out. So I'm seven, okay? I loved When I Come Around. I saw the video on MTV, which is like the lamest song on the album, but that was the single. And she got me the album, and I put it out on, and Burn Out, or is that the first song, came on, and I was like, whoa. Like, I was blown away, and I listened to Dookie on a loop. It was like at that time where I had a boombox stereo with a CD player on top, and I was starting to get it. I had like maybe six CDs, and it was like, just dookie from beginning to end. And to be honest, what really, when I say had an impact, Mike Jarrett, you may not know this, but I know this. He had a huge impact on my bass playing. The way he does his fills, I don't sound exactly like his tone does. I like cross it up with some stuff, but I'm mixing, in my mind, Duff McKagan from Guns and honestly, fucking Mike Dirt from Green Day. That was one of the first bass players where I was like, ooh, what was that? You know what I mean? Even just in like when I come around, when they do the little pull off, when it, when I come around, and then it goes, like that was just a great tone to my ear. And I didn't even know it was the bass, but that's what I go for. What are you saying, Jason? Uh, no, because you're also look, going Green Day. To yeah, yeah. Look, look, like that that, that album uh, for sure that int- that did introduce me to Green Day. Um, but when you like when you go back and listen, they they also put out Kerplunk. They also put out uh, 1039 smooth smooth I out slappy hours. Never heard of that till today. But even even cooler than that, like if you go. So obviously, like now, it's like it's borderline like arena rock. Oh and yeah, I don't like the new stuff at all. No, no, I'm not into it. They they really lost me for the most part after Dookie. Some there there are a few songs on some of their other uh, other al- yeah, albums. Yeah, Dookie's the only album that I'm talking about. Like, gotcha. Yeah. But if you go if like if you go on YouTube, you can find uh, Green Day shows from from that time period, which is early '90s, and they're playing at a dive bar. Just like we frequent, just like where where we throw shows, um, did they skyrocket? Obviously, um, but I don't know. I, I feel I, like their sound changes are theirs. I don't feel like because they do they change like the casualties. Hear me out. Like the casualties definitely sound different on Die Hearts than they do from For the Punks, but it's still the realm of the casualties. Even with the exception of maybe their absolute latest album, but I don't really like American Idiot or Nimrod. It'll have a song here or there, but it still does sound like I agree. Green Day. They didn't change like Papa Roach. Oh my God. I don't listen to Papa Roach, but like I said, I watch a lot of guitar people YouTube and they'll break down stuff. Dude, they are terrible. A completely different band. Like it's, and it's so generic. You can tell. It's simply made because they have a job and they're trying to sell units. Yep. That's what it is. They're not making music. I don't even like the term making art, but some people do. They're not making art. They're not making music. 
they're making units I got to know, be distributed. I got you into a huge I mean. argument with uh, a, a friend of mine about Green Day versus The Offspring, and we got we got really heated. fucking heated. Sean about gets heated it. about the Eagles and the Offspring. Oh, I know, I know, I, I, I know it's a hot button for him. Sean had the Offspring painted prime real estate on his was it vest or jacket? Jacket up top. My arrogant ass had Bedlam on the back of mine, but at the top, what did you? Your centerpiece wasn't that. It was just the offspring, and I'd be like, I'd just be thinking, I'd be like, oh, he's gonna get so much shit talked about. (laughs) I changed. Good for you though, and I thought that then because I thought it was lame, but then I was like, no, but he likes the offspring, and 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 I did feel like that back then. Listen, but I I thought it was. Listen. I still like The Offspring. I haven't bought an album that they put out in like 10 years. I haven't bought a the, Casualties because, album in like because, 10 years. Because they all suck. Not for that reason. Because, but here's the thing. I, if The Offspring are playing in Philly and they're going to play songs that I know that I like, I'm going to go see them. I'd go see the fucking uh, Offspring right now. <laughs> I wouldn't pay like 100 bucks, but if you were like, no, 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 well, no, I got no. Take you can go see the Offspring. You can go see The Offspring for like. 35? Uh, I was going to say like. 50 bucks. We'd, we'd have to all be going. It'd be a fun time. Yeah. It would have to be a club. I, I remember the, do that by myself. I remember, I remember I went to go see The Offspring, and, um, and this was like 10 years ago. You've seen them many times, right? I've seen them like seven or eight times. I got back, and I did so much. Oh, so you were old. I, I, well, I was like 20. No, I was like 23. That's what I mean. I thought you were a teenager, but yes. That's what no, I was like 23. And... Uh, uh, you got real we, fucked we, up. We got real fucked up. We, I saw the offspring. I got real fucked up, and then we did a bunch of blow. And then we were listening. <laughs> and then we were listening to punk rock. And like at the time, and we were listening to punk. And rock. at the time, like I was like, I was more into like classic rock. Like I really Billy Joel. I was into really into like Billy Joel, and, like Rolling the stuff Stones you grew and up on. And the stuff that like my dad got me That's into. What I mean. Yeah, you grew up. And but but listening. Going to see the offspring, and then we listened to like a global threat and like the casualties and the unseen. And like, that's why we have the wild. When it was after an offspring show, that's why it doesn't make any sense because we it's not like we went to go and listen to the offspring, listen to like Green Day and Blink 182. I've seen Blink, it was awesome. We we went to go see the offspring, and then we came back and we did a bunch of blow and we started listening to he said that like nine times. We what'd you you do after? We did a bunch of blow, but what what, uh, we listened to like. A global threat, and it like it revived my love for punk rock. It revived it. And a global like, threat or the Offspring? N- no, for just punk rock in general. But you said we listened to a global threat. Is that what you were listening? We to? We were listening to global threat. We listened to Gigi Allen. Oh, but you left the show. We left. We left. We left the Offspring. Okay, I understand. Show. I understand. Me now. and Colin left the Offspring show. We went to a friend's apartment, and we had like bags of. Cocaine. Yes. So we did it. Sean, you're telling me this for the fourth time. Come on. We did all the cocaine, and we we listened to like a global threat and like Gigi Allen and like the unseen, like the casualties and like uh uh fucking uh, awesome punk bands, and it rekindled your love for punk. It rekindled my love for punk rock, and I never thought it would ever come back. And we bumped into each other at the bar. And then, we, and then we bumped each other into another at the bar. Think about your life. We, me and Sean were absolute best friends. Had no falling out. Just one of those like things where you guys just you know you get out of high school and you don't see each other as much. And we bump into each other. I would say it was maybe 
Let's. I would say it's 2013. So, I remember it was 2013. And we seeing each other in like 2006. So it was like seven years. And uh, and we bumped into each other for three seconds. I was leaving the bar. He was going in. We exchanged numbers. I end up calling him like a week or two later. Coincidentally, we do a bunch of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell a little shy story here because it was something I, I like being open on this. It's my therapy. These these people are my therapist. I don't need some person with glasses to go. Mm-hmm, I have a microphone. You know what I mean? Right. But this kid, I remember. Okay. So I've said this many times. I always had like my little clique, but I definitely got picked on by another clique. And I was the football player who had a mohawk. So the football players hated me, and most of the punk rock people hated me. Because you you played football. Yes, you know what I mean? Couldn't be both, you know, not allowed. And uh, so one of these kids, and he was also, as I was saying, those like more older college types who were like hippies and educated and the casualties are stupid. He was a senior, we were freshmen, and I couldn't stand him. I couldn't stand him. And then he ends up at your house. Oh, are you talking about Albert? Yeah, I wasn't gonna say. Oh, his name. I hated that motherfucker. Yeah, why too. was he even at your house? But I, don't, wait, I don't know, wait, the, the, dude. I but, don't know why he was at but my house. Anyway, we and he starts bringing things up. And acting like, hey, almost like we were friends. And I'm like, from the gate, I'm like, yeah, I, I remember you. Yeah, we weren't we weren't really friends. You know what I mean? And he's like, oh, remember you? You tried out for the football team. I said, motherfucker, I was in the starting lineup of the linebackers, okay? Yeah, like I didn't try out for the football team. Do you remember team. He, you, you came up to me and you were like, yo. That's what I'm saying. Let me he, tell the story. Right, 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 <laughs> That's what I'm right. saying. So we end up. Like I said, we're, we're doing blow. I'm having fun. Everybody else is cool. This is a long time ago. And we're drinking. I haven't seen Sean in forever. I'm like, but still, kind of like, like I went like 12 years without seeing some of my cousins. And the first night we hung out also doing blow. It was like we had the exact same life and no time was missed. Same thing. I'll go four years without seeing Zach. He walks in my house and it's like he was here yesterday. There's, you know what I mean? And I had that with you, so I'm kind of like, I'm like, I don't know if this is his friend now. I'm like, I don't know if it's not his friend. No. If he's going to, no, but I, this was in my head. He I'm like, is, I don't, if he's going to be disrespectful, I'm going to fuck him up. Like, if he's going to keep his mouth shut, whatever. But if he's going to be, so I'm like, Sean, I don't really like this. But then, dude starts like kissing my ass. He was up my ass all night. Like, hey, like my little shadow, you know what I mean? And then he started getting drunk, and I hold grudges, and he didn't exactly say sorry. He just started being all up my ass and annoying and, like, drunk, friendly, but annoying. I, I don't like you. We weren't friends. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you literally made fun of me. Like, you know? And, like, fucking, it was, I remember he painted that hippie anarchy sign on the wall. They had a mural. And he painted the hippie, and we were so mad that it was a hippie anarchy sign, and it didn't go outside the lines. It looked like conflict, and we were like, goddamn hippies. <laughs> but fucking, he's all drunk, and he's like, that fucking bouncer was dickhead. They wouldn't let him go in the sports bar next door. And he's looking at the bouncer, but we're on mother's property, so these bars are connected to each other, and you can drink in the alleyway outside of both of them. He's all drunk. And he's like, motherfucking blah, blah. And he, I was like, he's big as shit. This kid's scrawny, drunk, can't even talk. I'm like, yeah, fuck him. Yeah, yeah. 
fuck his ass up. <laughs> he was like, you think I can? I was like, I think you can take him. Dude's a bouncer. He's big. He's bald. Like, he probably had a fucking taser and wouldn't even fucking need it. You know what I mean? Like, this dude eats pieces of shit for breakfast. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, fuck yeah, you can take him. He was like, you got my back? And I was like, I think you got him. He was like, are you trying to get my ass kicked? And I was like, I don't know. I remember you, while we were at Mother's, I remember being at Mother's and you came up to me and you were like, yo, I'm about to fuck this dude up. And I'm like, dude, I got your back. I don't, like, I don't what know. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how he ended up at my house. Has he ever? Did you ever hang out with him again? I've never no. seen him again. No. 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 That, that, was the only that time is. I saw that him. is literally the only time I've ever hung out with him. I don't know how the fuck he ended up at my house because I don't like. I, I didn't like him in. I didn't like him in high school because he was like a hippie. Yeah. I know. And then mean. like he showed up at my house and I was like, why the fuck is he doing it at my house? I was like, uh, who was that gorgeous chick? She was somebody's girlfriend. She was flirting with me though. And I think it was the girl that she let us do it. We duct taped to that pole behind one of our bedlam shows at the Sober Club. She was a hot redhead. I don't remember that. There was mega hot girl at your house. She and was somebody's girlfriend that night, not his. Mega hot. You just kept going, that girl's all smoke and mirrors, man. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what the fuck that means. Because you're, like, I'm like, dude, that bitch is hot. And you just kept going. The only thing you would say... That I girl's all smoke and mirrors. And I I'm like, this. does that mean she's hot? Or does that mean, I was I like, does that mean she's fake? Dude, life. you said it 900 times and I had no idea what it meant. I don't know what All smoke and mirrors. I, I was anyway, like, back to this Albert motherfucker. I don't know why the fuck he was at my house. I don't know why the fuck he was at my house. Cool. Okay, back to the hot chick that we had duct taped to a pole and let me autograph her tits when I was like 15. Had to be 16 and we were driving. Screw you remember the Sober Club? We used to get so fucked up out back. Those poor yes, nice people, yeah. they were trying to do something good for the town and let all us scrawny teenage kids book shows in their AA meeting spot. And we were just all getting trashed in the alleyway behind the place in the south side. That's, that's all we that's were doing. That's what we did. That's and, all we yeah, did. I don't think that place is still an establishment they were letting, anymore. They were letting touring bands come through. We had a nice scene there, mostly more hardcore. And, dude, it was all ran by high school. Do you remember when we would play shows there? Yeah, that's what I just said. We, we got to duct tape that hot redhead. <laughs> I love. I, I don't remember taping this hot redhead. Yeah, she I don't, was one of. I don't remember. We that. met her through Liz Blasco. Okay. And it wasn't the girl Kate, but it, it was a different redhead. It dyed red hair. She's probably actually a brunette. She had punk rock red oh, we hair. We taped her to the. Yeah, there was like a pole out Why back. Why don't I remember this? Dude? Uh, well, I mean, she let me sign her tits. I don't know if you signed her tits. Yeah. No, I was kind of a bitch in high school. <laughs> like, I would fight you, but, like, I, when it came to girls, like, I was kind of a pussy. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? You you were you probably were, like, dating Nancy or something. You oh, probably. Prob probably, something. probably. probably. We're going to get the fuck out of here with some soap charge. You guys say goodbye. Jason, remind him about the upcoming shows first. Uh, October 1st, tomorrow in Philly, Patriot, Duffy's Cut, uh, Battery March, and uh, Revelators. October thir Thursday, October 13th, in Philly, Lion's Law, uh, School Drugs, Please Die, and uh, The Slads, and then uh, A Weekend with the Wheels, November 11th and 12th. We're going to get to some soap charge, and uh, where they used to be from Philly, right? Tulsa. Oh, they're from Tulsa. Do they still play? Yeah. Yeah, they have a new album. 
Uh, yeah, they have a new album that's uh, that's going to come out at some point. They're finalizing now. Yeah, I only came across them since uh, we were doing Pogo. They're like, uh, like, and then I, I've heard you guys talk about them. I've played them on here plenty of times, but I've never had their record, and I've only ever listened to them off of YouTube, but they're pretty fucking cool, all about the Pogo thing. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, I'm sorry, getting back to one of my other points. We're all wearing, like, pink and yellow Ray-Bans with fucking mohawks. Don't give me this fuck fashion you know what I mean? Like, it's it, it's not the thing that makes you punk, but it's definitely ingredient. Like, like marinara sauce is not pizza, but like, do we have pizza without marinara well, sauce? Well, so Spike Jack talks about punk stress punk. No, the th don't get me started on this. I I I try not to talk shit on who kills Spike. It's a bit to paraphrase. I don't like that they tell people that they're not punk. I don't care if it's fake or not. I don't. I just went on a 20-minute rant about Aaron Michelow. <laughs> I, I don't like people who say I'm punker than you. You're not punk. You're not cool enough. I'm better than you. That's but fair. Here just, is, I just don't take just, it seriously. Just be you and stay true. Yes. Yeah, I just don't take it seriously. And it, yeah, mm -hmm. but teenagers do. Here's Soap Charge, Bullshit Friends. Because you guys are Well, first, teenagers take it seriously. Fuck that. You're stupid. You want to
All right, that was Soap Charge. We're going to give you guys a little encore, a little twofer from Soap Charge. Plus, I want to remind you one last time, uh, I feel like anybody who's in a two, because I killed the live, anybody who's at the end of a two-hour and 15-minute podcast already supports us and knows where to find our shit, so you know where to find it. But guys, I, I can't stress enough, the shares and shit, they, they really help. The comments, the ratings, all that shit, even if you do it a couple times, like, that, that we don't talk about it too much, but, uh, yeah, I, like, trying to grow, that's all we're doing. You know, give it a share if you guys like the show. Also, hit us up with your bands. Like I said, even if you guys are in Texas, we're in Pennsylvania, but we got listeners in Texas. We got a shit ton of listeners in Texas, in California. So send us your shows. We'll talk about them. We'll play your band. Only punk, though. Strictly punk. I, I, I feel bad because I used to get, like, these, like, these people who kind of like want to like put rap like hip hop and like samples and it's like it's sorry if if you're punk and you're playing power chords we're gonna play you if it sounds like it's recorded on a goddamn dumpster but you're fucking punk we we will fucking play you okay like we will we will you know what I'm saying so uh, just hit us up and uh, yeah I'm terrible at getting back to people though so yes he is you know what I just saw your me- Sean just busted ass. I wish the camera was on. I just turned it off. At least you didn't spill a beer this time. You just spilled yourself. Dude, don't you're getting that's the it was knocked over the table again. At least the beer was capped. That's what you gotta do. You gotta cap them. What the fuck was I, I just? Saying, I just though? fell the fuck over. But what Holy was I shit. just saying? Uh, just so, fell the fuck over. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The podcast. We're leaving. Go uh, support. We appreciate it. And I don't know what the fuck. I had something I was gonna say. Fuck. I don't know, but we're closing with Soap Charge Rock and Roll Freaks. Yeah, you're Soap Charge. Uh, give it a share. Thanks for listening. Fucker, did I do it? Fucking again.
charge. Played these guys a couple times. I don't know much about them. Fucking uh, LCJ would always ask for him. And Jason, that song was amazing. I've never heard that particular song. I loved that song, Rock and Roll Freaks. A total rock and roll street anthem. Now, uh, don't let Sean fall and hit my bong. But, uh, yeah, Jason, so we were saying about how I'm bad at getting back to people now. So when I was just, hold on, dude, hold on. Don't, don't, don't do this again. So, so uh, making me lose my train of thought every fucking time. Uh, so yeah, so we get on your mic, my man. We're staying. We're hanging out. If you guys haven't noticed, we're not live. I got rid of it. This is for the this is for the pod people, the people who are really there. This is some extra fans. shit for you, hardcore fans. So fucking, <laughs> I see your charge, uh, your your tax soap charge. Just got here or leaving now or something. Yeah. I I just see that now. I was in the middle of a blowjob when you were knocking on my bedroom door. <laughs> Getting um, one. Well, Andrew uh, no, no, no. was in the middle of sucking dick. <laughs> and he was like, I can't stop now. Jessica well, was dying. Well, she was dying. I, I can say that I'm glad that I didn't walk in. <laughs> we had the door left. We're like, Jesus Christ. And Judy dawned on me, right? Because... Like, like we were, and she, she literally said I should bring this up. So, you know what I mean? So, so fucking, like, we're, so, it sucks, can't have sex, because she had a hysterectomy, two, two months, nothing, not even a finger can go there. Doctor, very strict, and I'm like, she'll be like, oh, I'm like, dude, no, I'm not, we're going to fuck this up worse, I'm not killing your vagina, and then we won't be able to have sex for six months. I, I wouldn't recommend doing yeah, that. You know what I mean? And, like, remember when I had sex, I wasn't supposed to have sex after my vasectomy, and then my balls were as big exactly. as your fucking head? Exactly. Yeah, I'm not trying to do that to death, right? So, so, we're, so, so I'm getting a lot of blowjobs. Wait. Jess has balls. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Listen, blowjobs, blowjobs, fucking rule. So I'm getting blowjobs, fucking rule. I'm, I'm getting a lot of blowjobs because you know I, I I use a like I get a blowjob as a flucker. Like get that, you know what I mean? Get a quick little you know two minute blowjob before we start. You know what I mean? Then as I told you earlier, lick the hand, rub it on the head of the dick. Jason was like, you don't need to tell me that stuff. Never. <laughs> but uh, but so fucking fucking so we're trying to like mess around like like we're having foreplay like we're gonna have sex but it's gonna end in a blowjob and right as soon as we cut to the chase i'm like i bet jason's gonna be here any fucking minute (laughs) boom my bad it's all good it's all good it's all jason's fault just like jason said it was all no earlier though it's no problem we were done (laughs) listen coming in a girl's mouth is like one of my favorite things in the entire world. Hey, hey, the, the people are this far in. They've, they've heard far worse. They've heard far worse. I, I do miss the days of, of girls going down on each other on the floor while we're doing the show. I do. I do miss that. That was a fun time. That, that I was mean. A, that was a fun time of my life. Girls eating pussy. That was a fun year and a half. <laughs> girls eating. That's the, that's the type of porn I watch. <laughs> Sean is shit-faced. We're not live, so it's good. It's good. This is family. It's funny because there's way more people listening to the podcast, but it's different, dude. I don't know if it's the fact that it's video or it's the fact that, like, like your grandma will pop up on Facebook. Like, my grandparents are dead. I don't care what anybody thinks. Both my, grandparents, like, both my grandmas are dead. But you know what I'm saying. I've always felt like when the camera's there, it gives me more anxiety. It does. It, yeah. I feel less chill. I do. Right. It makes me feel less chill. I think it's also because 
it's discouraging because it's like uh, the way I think of doing Facebook, it's basically just an ad while we're on because no one's on Facebook watching two and a half hours of anything, no. especially with such shitty quality. But right. now that we have the more talking, it's like, oh, people will listen to that for five minutes. And that's what happened. We have viewers come in for a couple minutes, leave, come in. But it's not like we have hundreds or thousands. But we have thousands on the podcast. Ladies, I will lick your butthole. But even though it's like, I just feel like the podcast is, it's a podcast. Podcasts are supposed to be this. You know what I mean? Ladies, Whose butthole? I, I will lick your butthole. Ladies. What are you talking about? I, I said I will lick your butthole, ladies. 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 The, the four that are listening. Sean's just going to randomly, you know, oh, I'm not going to say that. That'll get you in trouble too much. Sean, sometimes you get drunk and you talk about some naughty things, young man. <laughs> I think we should get the fuck out of here on second thought. We're going to play one more fucking song. And I feel like it should, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be Gigi Allen and the AIDS Brigade. And it's going to be hanging out with Jim. It's going to, I used to listen to this song when I was in a dark place. <laughs> So we're going to do some Gigi. This is by far the most high-quality sounding album you know, we put out. You know, uh, at work, at my old job, I used to uh, get into arguments about, well, not arguments, but like debates about like licking butthole. <laughs> you've told me this. Yes, I think you've told the podcast this. You like to talk about buttholes. <laughs> we're going to play some Gigi. Thanks for listening, everybody. Here's Hanging Out with Jim.